previously on Lonely Boys. Oh, usually when you smile like this, you look like a creepy Cheshire cat. But this one is real. What is your secret? And if it's legal, I want some. <laughs> it's not a substance. It's a state of mind. A word. Let me guess. A dirty word. Yes. Yes, it's a dirty word. The word is yes. I say it at anything. If an opportunity presents itself, I take it. There's nothing wrong. I won't try once. What? Even happiness. I'm you just include, you include the word wrong. <laughs> I, I have internal pleading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's very inspiring. I, I've been saying all summer he should run an infomercial. Uh, I, I love Gail. <laughs> is Chuck crying blood? Flap <laughs> <Laugh> track. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 5, Episode 2 of Gossip Girl, Beauty and the Feast. But I'm not here by myself. I am here with someone who I would beat up free of charge. It's Brendan Ruffle. Oh, yeah, baby. I am your co-host, of course, the creepy uncle of podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Dale Hoda Cream Nation. I'm recording live as always from the Creamatorium. I'm your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. Doctor Officer Cream, Cream yeah. reporting for oh, duty. Wait. I jumped in. Oh, you, you got paused. So excited. That was your. You paused. You paused. I jumped in. I was. I was not listening. <laughs> a dramatic to what you pause. Say as is, as is custom. I just listened for when the pause comes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pa- okay, perfect. Cream, yes, Cream. <laughs> um, oh, there's another person that can say uh, Cream, yes, Cream here too. I don't cream, know. no Cream. Oh my cream. lord! Whoa. First ever denial of Cream. Jesus the Cream, Christ. no Cream. This uh, and, this intro is really off the rails. I know. Eagle-eared listeners of the pod may be able to detect who that is, and it is a brand new member. Who is the Five Timers Club? I believe I believe now what the seventh member of the Five Timers Club. Wow. It's fiance of the pod, <gasps> Nicole Ariella. Wow. Hello, Nicole. Yes, welcome. Yes. Back. welcome hold your Happy applause. Hold your applause. Hold your applause. <laughs> your motorcycle helmet is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that uh, because of Chuck's most recent uh, yes. hobby he likes to do? Yep. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> they love that. They Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Of course. Thanks. It's thanks always out of... Usually, uh, usually I'm always here just for the listeners, but I'm usually about, I don't know, maybe like two feet to my right on my couch. So that's usually yeah, and you. And you do you do chime in as well, but we of course edit all of that out because you're not the you're not the guest. I know you're just kind of shout on the couch <laughs> while Brendan's talking, like yeah, boo- I edit booing out. you guys while she you goes, hey, speak. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> that's not right. That's a terrible day. <laughs> so I, I have to hear that. That the whole time. guy's funny. Yes, a lot of times ask what's going on, but we just have to say, oh, no, that's just you know, just ignore her. I pull one. I pull one. Uh, ear muff, that's not the word on my headphone. Muff, yes. You are wearing <laughs> your earmuffs when it gets cold. It gets cold. And I go, huh? What's going on? Every time. I wear uh, an earmuff on one side too whenever I take a nap on your sweet. No. Vagina. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> and Brendan, of course, will edit that out. The other thing she always does too when I'm recording this, she just keeps tapping me and going, hey, hey, hey. What are you guys talking about? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, she uh, knows. What are you guys talking about? Can you unplug you your headphones so I can hear everybody? Do you guys talk about uh, you guys talk about Chuck jumping off the roof yet? Did you guys get up to that yet? What else does everybody think? What else does everybody think? It's really <laughs> what annoying. What's the guest saying? <laughs> she plugs in the microphone to the mixer to say all this too. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> he can't keep well, me away. 
Well, it's great that we are going to have your official takes on this episode here. Um, I, I will ask you what I ask all of my returning guests, and that is, uh, how much Gossip Girl have you been watching since the last time you recorded a podcast with us? Um, I feel like it's been pretty steady. There's been nights where I have to do homework, so I like leave and do my homework in the other room. But <clears throat> I'd say I'm pretty. I've been pretty steady. I don't remember what episode I was on last, but I haven't really missed much. Yeah, you're in and out. You're like there must there might have been a streak you... where it was like two weeks that I wasn't mm-hmm. watching, and then yeah. going back into. I think it. part of it was you like more out of frustration. You didn't feel like watching. You're like I don't have time for this bullshit right now. That's true. And would leave and <laughs> just maybe you would pop in here and there and just try and figure out what's going on. And just be like, this is too much, and yes. walk back into the other right. room. Right. There was and one then say episode. Serena's phrase. I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, there was one recent episode. I think it was well, it was obviously last season, but. I just like shook my head and was like, I gotta go. I just like went into the next room. Yeah. I was like, I can't. I think I can't the problem right with now. what's going on now is you need to be here consistently enough to appreciate it. And if you come in and out, you're like, this show is bad and stupid, which it is. But if you're here every day <laughs> doing the work, oh, denying that, you, you really enjoy the stupidity of it. I think this episode maybe doesn't fall into the category, but uh, for the most part, the bad ones have been not so bad. Mm-hmm. If you're a f- if you're a fan, yeah. No, I uh, I just get you know. Sometimes I'm like, I got other things I have to do. That's not this show That's right fair. now. You know what? You don't get paid like we do. Cannot, cannot fault you with that. Yeah. Um, I believe the uh, the last time you were on was, of course, for, for Grinch, the Grinch episode. And the last episode recap you were on, I believe, was uh, during Brendan Month last year in wow. Season 3. Which, glad we could get you at least one of Brendan's uh, friends and family <laughs> I forgot here for Brendan Month. Month. <laughs> for Brendan Month 2023, which is, of course, uh, midway through September to midway through October. Same yeah. as Spanish Heritage Month, if, sure. in case anyone was I mean, thank God we had of course. Gabby Pascuzzi on to really kick it up. Oh, to, you know, Jesse kind of fits in the Brendan Month. I think everybody so far has been part of my people. Yeah, everyone who's ever been on this podcast, you just kind of consider use, your friends. I usurp so into every... my world, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thank God we, we got you here for, for Brendan Month. Phew. Hopefully we can get at least one more of a, of a close Brendan friend. for Because I, I know all the listeners are like, come on, it's Brendan Month. What get are we his doing close here? buds on, bro. His <laughs> close buds on. Where's Brendan's close buds? <laughs> so we got maybe the closest my bud emails. today. Yeah. I would be probably the closest bud if yeah, I had last to Last week and this week, numbers one and two with a bullet. Well, Brenda, don't uh, preview your wedding vows here. Call, <laughs> call your closest bud. <laughs> Here's my closest bud. <laughs> Gabby Pascuzzi is number two. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. She is best man at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, th- I think by the um, end of the episode, we'll, we'll have covered all of the uh, the vows. Oh, perfect. 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 Yeah. So Practice everyone round. Will be, We'll get to uh, get to hear the vows. Um, I guess. So, uh, what, what else do we get into here? You, you you still liking the same characters, Nicole? You got a, you got a new favorite or anything? Um, I think that uh, I'm liking. I always liked Blair, but I'm liking Dan more a little bit now. Chuck used to be like uh, a high high on the ranking, but it's not really working out for us anymore. And. <laughs> Same with, like, I liked Nate for a long time, but re- in recent episodes, I've been like, he's just so dumb. Like, <laughs> you've really lost the plot on yeah. Nate. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, they may have it down pat. They know he does. Like, he fucks. What, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I, I, just, I don't know. But so Blair and Dan, I'm liking that friendship a lot. Of course. Of so, course. Always a highlight. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's feeling really good. That That reels me back in a little bit. Yeah, thank God All for right. that. Especially we'll, today, too. We'll like, to really, that. we'll talk about it obviously later. But no this was really losing me until we get some of those interactions. 
I I I agree. Um, and you know, we'll we'll get into how we yeah. feel about the episode, of course. If for anyone course. wondering, uh, if we were going to comment on the episode or just strictly say what happened and then uh, and then end the podcast. <laughs> if you're wondering, just kind of report <laughs> over as, as if you're news in. reporters. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just uh, read the plot summary on Wikipedia. Which, <laughs> speaking of which, I am going to s- uh, skip the little blurb that it gives because again, these season like, five blurbs on Wikipedia are very long. Yeah. Wow. So, Brendan, we'll, we'll go right. It's your time to shine. Oh yeah. It's your uh, it's your favorite part of of the episode here. The episode title is Beauty and the Feast. Do you have any idea? What this might be referencing. Beauty and okay, the beast. Start. Okay, so you picked the right word to okay, replace you picked here. the right and words the as the in the right order. We're going to check the order now. It's actually referencing <laughs> The Little Mermaid. Fuck. Yes, the ni- <laughs> it is The Little Mermaid. No, the 1991 film Beauty and the Beast. Congratulations, wow. Brendan. You are back on track. You are one for two this season. Is Beauty and the Beast part of your uh, vows? Yes. Uh, I'm the beauty, you're the beast, clearly. <laughs> I was going to go she into really, how... Uh, um, got dibs on beauty. <laughs> no, it's gonna be not the beauty part. We're just gonna, I was going to talk about the you know the old beast with two backs that we we're going to perform for everyone on the dance floor. The beast with two backs? That's what you call it when people are having sex. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard you? that before? Who calls it? I've never heard anybody call it that <laughs> in my Wait, hold on. Can we break down that? Is that something that people say? Or people is that something say it. That, like... Uncle Uncle Billy Baldwin came over and said that to you once, and you just hey, Brandon. First off, is I use chopsticks. Second off, watch me with this lady make a two beasts with two backs. Two beasts with two backs. Break this down with the beast with two backs. I mean, I haven't looked into the etymology of this term, but I believe it comes from the fact that when you are having coitus, old-fashioned style is like missionary uh, or side. You know, for the there's a lot of positions you could have this workout for, but. You become sure. you become one when you're having coitus. Why do you have and to you say ha- that? You become one, and you, there's there's you can't see anything but backs. It's just a mess of skin and backs. Who can see the, the backs? With two backs. Whoever's okay, watching. <laughs> Making the beast with two backs is a euphemistic metaphor for two persons see? engaged in sexual intercourse. It refers to the situation in which a couple in the missionary position, <laughs> on their <laughs> sides, kneeling or standing, <laughs> cling to each other as if a single creature with their backs to the outside. In English, the expression dates dates back to at least. Oh, of course, this is Shakespeare's dirty mind. Oh, he's a work filthy again. boy. William Shakespeare's Othello, uh, Act Act One, Scene One, lines one twenty six to one twenty seven. I am one, sir, that come to tell you your daughter and the Moor are now making the beast with two backs. <laughs> That's in Othello. Shakespeare theater. I'm just That's such a, a cultured. <laughs> I read Othello in high school and. When Whitman read that line in 11th grade, Brendan really took it to heart. He said, beast with two backs. That's awesome. That's what I want to be when I grow up. Put in the vows, baby. (laughs) Put in the vows, baby. All right, so we've now, we've gotten a quarter of the vows down, just for anyone who's (laughs) taking care of it at home. Beauty and the Beast with two backs. (laughs) That's a better title. (laughs) All right, I should should start writing these. I'm going to start sending in titles uh, for any of Josh Ward's new shows from now on. Um, I obviously don't have to know what the episode's about, because that's not how we heavy rolls. I'm just going to start sending in. No, of course not. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we got, <laughs> we, we learned something. Glad, okay, I can't today. believe the two of you didn't know. <laughs> Never in my life. No, no. I uh, wish I could are... have continued without that, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I'm happy I know it now. <laughs> start quoting Shakespeare. This is the first time I've ever place. taught anyone on this, anyone anything on this show. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Alright, so original air date, October 3rd, 2011, and we are starting off with a blast from the past. We talk about the music on the show, uh, Foster the People's Pumped Up Kick starts mm. playing to bring us into the episode. Uh, this song was everywhere back in 2011. Oh, Definitely yeah. the most famous song that I can think of about a school shooting or a school shooter. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you guys like this song? <clears throat> I used to um, like it, and then I didn't like that it was about a school shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'll still sing along. Comfy, but yeah, well, sure. I mean... Certainly catchy. I, you know, yeah. I appreciate any song that uh, has like a little whistle solo yeah, whistle. To, to bring us into it. Um, but, you know, not not one of my favorites. Not something that I'm putting on a playlist or, yeah. or onto my phone anytime soon. It will get stuck in my head. Yeah, it's, yeah, a good, it's good in whistle. my head again. What about the whistle song? Which which one is this? Is that the Lazy Song? Whistle, baby, whistle, baby. Oh, there's also whistling in Lazy Song. Oh, of course, the Lazy Song. And, you know, in the off-season, of course, we'll do our, our top ten <laughs> songs with whistling. Definitely some Billy Joel songs. Break them man. down. Matt Ligori already asking to come on to that podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Uh, Blair is with DeRosa, DeRota as uh, DeRota is getting her sonogram. <laughs> what a deal. That Don't be. tell Molly. Don't tell Molly. <laughs> Don't even think about so, it. Uh, it certainly looks like Dorota was at least telling the truth about being pregnant. Uh, Dorota thinks that Blair is only here to avoid seeing Louis after his trip to Monaco. And the doctor comes in and Blair has a few questions for him. And Dorota warns the doctor, just go with it. It's the only way. Um, so, yeah, we, we thought that maybe Dorota was lying to cover for Blair. But turns out Dorota really is pregnant, I guess. So yeah. confusing. I couldn't believe that they're both actually pregnant. Why did she find well, the pregnancy well, test in the right. and be so surprised? You don't remember taking right. like, the. I didn't put test? my garbage in that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I think again, a classic case of the writers switching up and uh, not being prepped on, on what happened today, in the I last like. episode. Yeah. So, and Brendan, it's been a long time since I've asked you this, but how are we feeling about Dorota these days? She's great. I mean, this is one of the biggest roles she's had in an episode in a long time. So I'm glad that she's here. Sure, it's good and. Blair wants to know how long Dorota's morning sickness will last because uh, the odor of food is making Dorota sick. Uh, you know, we're using Dorota as a sin for Blair, obviously. Uh, Blair also wants to know about breast sensitivity to the shock and appall of Dorota. And Blair tells the doctor that Dorota practically screams anytime someone touches her breast and she can hear it all the way from Queens. What, I, Blair, what is Blair doing in Queens? <laughs> what, do you, what does she mean by that? Unless Dorota lives in Queens. She does live in Queens. Ah, I yes, guess you could hear her screams from Queens. Yes, yes. Scream Queens. Uh, but yeah, I, I, said, said, I said the same thing, Gagan, in my head. I was, I, was like, like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what's Blair doing in Queens? And I was like, oh, I think I understand. Cuts a Blair to Met Game. Blair to Met Game. And you just hear Dorota screaming. Um, so funny stuff here. Obviously, Blair's asking these questions for herself while under the guise of her asking for Dorota. Um, and she was Blair under and Dorota, guy, uh, I guess, are pregnant. A few months ago, too. Yeah, yeah they're under guys right now. They're <laughs> making the beast with two backs. And, uh, so it looks like Blair and Dorota will be pregnant at the same time. How how fun, I guess. And That is kind of fun. Blair, Blair has how long until Dorota can determine who the father is because she's had a few one-night stands with the staff of our building. Blair really just throwing Dorota <laughs> under the bus here and... Uh, Dorota stands up insulted and gives Blair Cornelia Waldorf the full name treatment. And uh, the doctor's like, yeah, maybe you guys should work this out with each other. I'll, I'll come back another time. <laughs> I mean, it is funny. Blair, obviously knowing that Dorota has a husband and a child, just says, yeah, she's been fucking yeah. the staff <laughs> for months now. Yeah, we yeah, we want to know uh, how long how long until we can yeah. tell who the fuck Which is. Which I hear going this, this absurd, like, going this direction is like, yeah, well, I'm kind of like admitting this to Dorota. If I'm going to just straight up lie about her, she knows that there's a good reason why I'm lying. She's admitting well, it now. Yeah. 
it seems that because Blair's like, oh, sorry, I don't know what came over me. And Dorota's like, I know you're pregnant, too. And she's excited now because uh, they're, they're like sisters now or distant cousins. So it certainly seems like in this scene, Dorota didn't know that Blair was pregnant. So not only was Blair was Dorota actually pregnant last week, she wasn't even covering for Blair last episode. Like It certainly seems I know. Like I, it, I, you would okay. at least think you would get like a I knew it because she was on the yeah. hunt last episode. Like, why did she bring the champagne out last episode? To try and see if she was right. pregnant. But like, so the the copy of what to expect when you're expecting actually was Dorota's. But why would she have? That's another question. Why would Dorota, who already has a child, have a book? What to right. expect yeah. when you're expecting? You already know what to expect because <laughs> you've already it. expected and birth. Yeah, it, it makes yeah. it makes no sense. That bothered me in the last episode too. Yeah, uh, clearly not not a lot of thinking going on in the writers' room here, and. Blair tells Dorota not to utter the word pregnant. Uh, she still needs some time to figure this out and figure out what she's going to do. And uh, Dorota decides to hug Blair for luck, which, you know, very, very cute. She's also going to keep Blair's secret, of course. So uh, at least we can depend on Dorota here to uh, to be there for Blair. Always. Thank goodness. Always. Always and forever. Because we know Serena um, will never be there. Wow. <laughs> uh, Serena uh, really behind on this, missing out a lot while she's yeah. in L.A. She has a lot to catch up on when she gets back. Yeah. But uh, let's go to Chuck and Nate's place here. A girl is storming out and pissed at Nate. Uh, she says she's so sick of you guys on antidepressants. <laughs> and Chuck tells Nate that it's a good thing he doesn't offer satisfaction guarantee or she'd be his third refund this week. So we're, we're getting a lot of information here. Uh, Nate is fucking left and right these days, but also not satisfying the girls he's with, I guess. And <laughs> Chuck asks Nate if he needs pharmaceutical assistance. And Nate thinks he's talking about weed for some reason. I, I guess both because he's dumb and because he's a stoner. But like, Oh, you mean weed? Obviously That'll he's talking about Viagra. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh like you want God. some assistance with with that? And he's like, well, how is weed gonna help right now? Like, what? No, <laughs> I literally. They're just. Why are they making him so dumb? He's so dumb. I don't know. We're reaching new levels here for, for Nate. Yeah, we're for getting like dumb. late series friends, Joey. Yeah, dumb. they right. they make or like or um Eric, Eric Matthews. World. Yeah. Right, and also uh, just got to point out again that that uh, you know the show is pointing out again that Nate loves a uh, loves the weed, so he's got to got to make sure we know that it. about his character. Yep, and he assures Chuck that everything down there is working fine. It's up here that's the problem. The 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 uh, the head just can't stop thinking about that old old woman from L.A. <laughs> and Chuck, no, Chuck, don't worry, like, I can get really <laughs> hard. <laughs> I promise you, I get really hard. It's just that I, I can't can't do it with any other girl now, except for that old lady I met. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck's like, understandable, given your mother issues. And then he's like, oh, speaking of which, she called twice, and Nate's like, what? She did? Did she leave a number or a name? And I don't know why that's my Nate. <laughs> I do <laughs> like it. I was gonna say I really like the Nate voice. <laughs> he's gonna ready for the goon later. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck laughs and was like, uh, yeah, her name's Ann Archibald, bud. And so Got Nate's him. like, oh yeah, it makes sense. So. Nate has decided to take Chuck's advice from last week, so he asked asked Mommy to hook him up with an internship for the fall, you know, because uh, he has so much time because he doesn't ever go to class. And also, I guess getting an internship is just easy when you're an Archibald, which, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, that does make sense. Yeah, if you're not going to go to class, uh, you I'm might as well sure. get an internship. <laughs> right, yes. And so Chuck tells Nate, call his mommy, pick an either job, forget about the woman from L.A. Uh, if a woman wants to see you again, she generally tells you her name, which, yeah, makes sense. And at this point, Chuck seems to still be in very good spirits. Yeah, uh, the yes man thing is a, a good facade for his pain. Yeah, he didn't really harp on that again this week. I, I, he might still be doing it for all we know. I don't. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing is coming to mind. I think Chuck's he said no, no except for this episode. I guess except for yeah, when Dan's like, "Let me help you." Every time he's like, "No," I thought that kind of goes against the spirit of, of uh, yeah. Dan's Chuck's, the one exception. I'll try anything except letting Dan help me. That is the <laughs> only that's thing fair. That I will not try. <laughs> Speaking of Dan. 
Rufus is asking Dan why he's not helping with breakfast. My question is, why is Rufus at the loft and not with Lily? Where is Lily? <laughs> Where is she? She's still an, an unexplained around, actant. Right? Yeah. We, yes, but we didn't even get the throwaway line of like, oh, Lily's still decorating. You should you should see her real house house arrest of New York. It's like <laughs> she's on house arrest. She can't there. go anywhere, and Rufus is just abandoning her to make breakfast. In the He's loft. like, I need a break from this lady. Like, hey, he at least could have said that. Like, <laughs> oh man, she is killing me. Right. She stinks like she, she's got to wash that ankle. <laughs> she's eating my chili again, and I just can't stop making it. <laughs> yeah, I also don't know no. why he needs help with breakfast because this is like one of the two things he makes. Chili this is and his breakfast. Thing. This is yeah. Yeah, this is what he knows how to do. Like, why should he need help? And Dan's like, Dan I'll be there in a minute to burn the bacon. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? Well, Dan is busy trying to figure out which publisher has his book so he can once again try and stop it from being published. Let's just run the same storyline back. Mm-hmm. The only clue he has is the check Vanessa sent him. And it looks like Dan's trying to break into her bank account just by trying random passwords. <laughs> it's surprisingly not working. Mm-hmm. And so... He goes to use his phone to call someone, and it looks like he's got a new iPhone. I think this is the first appearance of an iPhone wow. on Gossip Girl. Very exciting. New that generation. Is exciting. I didn't think the, that Vanessa's plan was to never tell Dan who published it. It was just like to get it started and publish it, and then, like, I didn't think she was trying to hide it from him once she sent him checks. Well, so why is it so hard? She, maybe, he just doesn't want to contact her. Well, maybe he knows that. Maybe she knows that he's going to try to get it to stop being published. So he's uh-huh. like, she's not going to tell him until after it's already published. And like, I, I don't know. Right, right, and we still don't, we're still confused the, about the publishing thing. We think it's published, right. but we, it might not be. We're not sure. But right, he's, we he's still making the money, right? right? He's making. That's why I don't know. How is he making ten thousand dollars without it being fun. published yet? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know how the publishing world works. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I would think <laughs> that he's not making any money if no one's read it. <laughs> Dan only has forty-two contacts, which seems like not a lot. Do you, do you guys delete contacts? No, I have I have them from like my first ever phone, probably all the way back then. They just kind of add up. Every so often, I'll be like, "Why do I have this person?" And then I delete them. Wow, I never delete contacts unless I have a very good reason to, because y- you never know. Like, yeah, I know Pete is a big person. Like, oh, why do I need this? I haven't talked to this person in three I, weeks. I, I never look at my contacts. Like, well, I just leave them. I just don't touch that app really. Pete, I'll, I'll get a text message from Pete just some day, one day, being like, "I'm down to thirteen contacts. That's all I need." <laughs> Like, okay. Oh good for you. And next time someone texts you, you and then and then uh, you know a few days goes by and Pete texts me, whose number is this? Like, <laughs> I don't know, Pete. Maybe you should have deleted all of your contacts. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I have some contacts that I don't even know who they are. And sometimes when I do find one, like a coach Joe, I'm like, oh yeah, that's like my eighth grade basketball coach. It's kind of funny he's still in there. I even have sometimes like people from just... orientation, like my orientation group. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, why do I have sometimes... that person? Sometimes I'll just go through my contacts and I'll be like, there'll be a name for someone that I will just not understand. Like, who yeah. who are they? Like, I have a contact in here that just says Crazy Stalker Duck. <laughs> who the hell is that? <laughs> Could be anyone. I don't know. Yeah, there's some, some funny ones in there. Uh, I know Bobby Cunningham at the top of my head is, uh, Bobo is Apple Tree is what he's saved as <laughs> in my phone. Of course. I have him saved as uh, Bobby Stunningham. On oh, my, oh that's, okay. that's a more... Absolutely. Your your face on my phone, your face, your name on my, phone, face, is my phone is still a, <laughs> is still a little face with a squiggly mouth that you made one night. Well, I didn't even I have no recollection of that, but mm-hmm. okay. Um, I have a contact that says Jenny, and then in parentheses Francesca. I think I don't. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. You just admitted you wrote the wrong name, but didn't know exactly <laughs> what it what might, might be. <laughs> anyway, let's, <laughs> I guess Dan just only knows 42 people. Who knows? But, so, if you have um, any funny Dan contacts on your phone, then uh, tweet at us. As, let us know. Let us know <laughs> yeah, in the comments. Hashtag. Uh, 
You you could fill in the blank. <laughs> how do you know how many content? <laughs> content? Oh, I have 353. That's a lot. Mm. I think it says at the bottom, doesn't it? When, yeah, if you, three, like, 353. Scroll all the way down. How many do you I have? I have 745. <gasps> oh, my God. Eight, eight duplicates found. I got 461. Damn, I'm the I'm in the lowest ranking Loser. here. I have no friends. Oh, you've got more than uh, Dan. Yeah, more than Pete. That's true. More than Dan. <laughs> so, um, so Serena gets a call from Dan. Danny uses his iPhone to call one of his forty-two contacts. It's Serena. She seems she seems excited. Um, Dan is asking Serena for all of her bank bank breaking secrets, and Serena's like, "Oh, um, yeah, I just called." Uh, Chuck to break into Lily's safe deposit box because he was sleeping with a girl at the bank. But don't worry, knowing Chuck, there's probably many more girls at many more banks, which would be crazy if Chuck just had a girl that he bangs at every single bank and could break into anyone's bank account he wanted to, but <laughs> that seems to be what Serena is implying. So, I wouldn't even put it past uh, him. No, I guess not. And The way Dan starts conversation Serena, with her, though, is confusing because he makes it seem like one of Vanessa's checks bounced and that Serena would have... Yeah. Any experience in that field? It makes no sense to me. Yeah, that was weird, too. I was like, I was kind of thrown off yeah, by Serena that doesn't comment. know what that means. <laughs> she, it will never Check, happen to her. Bounce? She was like, it's not a ball. Well, she, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to have to deal with that with the Charlie a little later in the in, in the episode as well. She, she's like, what is going on? These checks are bouncing now. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and asked Serena if she's really staying in L.A. And Serena's like, I got a great job. Charlie's here. Uh, as in, call me... Serena, cousin Charlie, as Dan calls her. And Serena's like, yep, about to go to brunch with her. And she's going to tell me all about what she's been up to, why she's in L.A. And um, so that's what Serena's up to. And then Dan is going to take Serena's advice and try to find Chuck. He uses the Gossip Girl spotted map to find where mm-hmm. Chuck is. Uh, this thing is far too convenient. Such a weird. Hmm, where's weird Chuck? Right here? Okay, great. Like, it's so There's weird. a random it's... bit of, like, sci-fi element in, in Well, I, I can see, Girl. if anything, like, if we're in the world now of being able to share your location, I can see Chuck being the only one that allowed Gossip Girl to have his location like, yeah i don't care where if people know where i am just you could have it I'm, I'm he's the only one that said yes to this said <laughs> <laughs> everyone just follows him where he, wherever <laughs> <Yeah>. he goes <laughs> ivy and uh, her boyfriend are in their small cluttered apartment ivy's asking him which of her shoes scream i'm a new york trust fund baby more and uh, she's not let her boyfriend in on the huge grift that she's been a part of but instead is telling him that she's auditioning for a role which is a good cover perks of mm-hmm. being an aspiring actor i guess and the boyfriend, Max is his name, has some questions about Ivy's emergency fund money, which he now has. And Ivy's like, oh, it's just for emergencies. There's only enough to be used once. And uh, she doesn't want to be like everyone else in L.A. who come with dreams only to find out that this is where dreams come to die. She doesn't want to give up. And uh, Max and Ivy you know, agree that, don't worry, things will get better. So Ivy is... Lying to her boyfriend actively, saying that she's she's going on an audition, audition when really she's uh, meeting Serena. Yeah, it's a very hairy situation for her right now. I, I also wish we knew more about her relationship with this guy and how she met him, if she's using him, if she actually likes this guy. Or, because by the end of this little plot line here, she obviously has to just ditch him. So I wonder oh, if they're really poor, dating, poor dating, or if it's like, ah, oh, whatever. I, I feel bad for him a little bit, but I got to keep up the grift. <clears throat> I think that they I definitely they were. were dating. Yeah. yeah. Like, I she think that she tried himself. to, like... Start right. She life. ended her mission with Aunt Carol. I think she was just trying to, you know, start her life in L.A. or whatever, being be an actress. Say, hey, I was pretty good at acting as uh, Charlie Rhodes. Maybe I can be an actor, you know, uh-huh. in, in Hollywood. Okay, so she really and, was waiting like, tables and trying to act. Yeah. I think so. Okay. And now she comes, you know, she gets a call back to, to her old life that she was conning people in. And she's like, oh, you got to make a choice. So 
Uh, more on that later, of course. <laughs> we, we go to Blair and Louis, and they are waiting for Princess Beatrice to arrive. And Louis is very confident that she and Blair will love each other. Uh, Blair is skeptical because the Grimaldi women so far have not been uh, her biggest fans. And Louis is like, don't worry. My mother and Beatrice never agree on anything. But, you know, if Blair was able to bring them together as, like, hating her being the only thing they agree on, it would be pretty impressive. And it seems like we're well on our way. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. we're getting there. Uh, I, I think this episode made me realize that I officially think that French accents are my least favorite out of all of them. They're so... It was really hard for me to understand That's, They're the most hard to understand. And that they sound, they sound like they need to, like, sneeze or something at all times. <laughs> <laughs> and it really, really bothers me. Just like, get it out, please. Just sneeze already. Do you have and speak any? Like do you have any pepper that I could if I need to sneeze really <laughs> See, bad right now? It does sound like I it. need to sneeze really bad right now. And, I, and we don't. I don't know. I didn't do any research on these people. And maybe they're just doing a bad French oui, accent. Me, and they are American. <laughs> See, that's a good one. No, I think I think they're French. I, okay. I do think these actors. Do they, do they rhyme all the time too? Wee oui, wee. Oui, it's me, Louis. All the you time. Wee wee. Yes, we do. We do rhyme. So. Um, Beatrice enters, uh, Blair tells her, or she tells Blair she's even more beautiful than the pictures in the paper, and right away, Beatrice's perfume is a little too powerful, and remember, Blair's been battling some morning sickness, so this isn't helping, and Beatrice says she's always longed for a sister, she's so excited to talk to Blair, and like, that, I mean, that, that's, that's what we have here, we find out that Beatrice is Louise's sister, uh, she is the, the non-reigning princess or whatever she's the one that's not in line for the throne so that's that's mm. how we are introduced to her right. and she just is very excited to meet blair and have her smell her very strong perfume yeah i immediately got bad vibes Ooh. yeah you could tell right away that uh she was being a little underhanded perhaps yeah i thought even before she mentioned the smell that she was smelly <laughs> me me it's me me bb a truth <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any pepper? <laughs> Do you have any pepper? It's me, Bibi. <laughs> That's her nickname. Bibi Beatrice. Bibi Beatrice. So, <laughs> Serena and Charlie are at brunch, and Serena asks Charlie how she got her mom to agree to let her come here, and Charlie's like, oh, I didn't. I just call her and say I'm okay, but I don't tell her where I am. And uh, Florida was making her crazy than New York ever did. And Serena asks if she's being responsible with her medication, and Charlie says, uh, don't worry, I need a break from my mom, not from reality. And Serena's excited. She wants to know everything. Friends, boyfriends. Uh, Charlie says she has neither, So, which is why it's so sad that Serena has to go back to New York for school. And then Serena shocks Charlie by telling her, uh, she is a genie and her wish is granted because she is staying. <laughs> There's nothing that could get Serena back yeah. in New York, especially not as soon as the end of this episode. I was really excited for She's her to in- not be in New York for the rest of the show. He's in LA yeah. for good. <laughs> we wish. Uh, we, we, we wish. <laughs> we, we, we wish. There's there's like a... I, yeah, I'm glad we all got that in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that this, this has a lot of potential to be interesting, but only once... Uh, what's her name? Charlie XCX, or yep, that's her name. <laughs> whatever, whatever her name is. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> Ivy. We don't. We never hear her being called Ivy. Ivy. That's why we forget. Uh, she, her getting caught would be the fun thing about all this, but it's just like a whole episode of setup, and it seems like it's not going to happen for a while because now she's going to New York. So it, this this whole thing was just boring because it's just us knowing yes. that she's not Charlie and Serena not knowing, <laughs> and that was the whole thing. Sure. I said to Brendan, I'm like, I don't really understand how Serena has no idea that this actually isn't her cousin. Uh, well, and then the big I twist mean, was like, oh, I think she found her out because she saw the checks. And then she's like, 
but she didn't really know anything about it. What did she? she I, I get. I get that you don't want to tell grandma you need more money. <laughs> it was like the big thing. Yeah, I was like, what? what? Yeah, she. Serena figured it all out. <laughs> uh, certainly, a lot of setup. I. I'm a little intrigued about how uh, Charlie will be able to keep up this double life. Right, that's that's what it is. Certainly, I'm, ex- I'm excited for the future, though. Yeah, certainly will be easier now that she's going to New York, where no one knows her true identity. But uh, we'll we'll see. And so. Charlie's like, oh shit, her life just got so much more complicated because she now has to lead a double life, which is not what she was planning for. And like, seriously, what are the odds of this happening to her? Not only did Serena have to be in LA at the same time she was, but then they had to miraculously bump into each other, and Serena had to find the job and decide to stay. Like, this is so, this is, the, the odds are like astronomical. I felt like with her job, too, as being a, a waitress, she would never bump into any of those kind of people. They don't go right. to diners. Why was Serena in that diner? We don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. Actually, I was going to come up with a maybe, but there really is no reason. Makes no sense. She's just there, and so Charlie is so shocked she drops her stuff, and she thought Serena's movie was ending. And Serena explains that it is, but uh, you know her pr- producer Jane is fucking in love with her for some reason, so she keeps hiring her to do more things. And this is bad because, as Ivy said, her emergency fund is only enough for one-time use. So how is Ivy going to keep up the lavish lifestyle of a Rhodes girl? It's a good question. There's just so you, much. You know, it is a very big wad of checks. Sounds like she could write it. Yeah, I mean, or just write she, one. She big dropped one. it and <laughs> Serena did clock check it, that she, she dropped, dropped her Kevin Spacey. What did you say, Brennan? Uh, aren't all her checks blank checks that she got from Kevin oh. Spacey? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I don't really understand. Where did? Yeah, where did Kevin Spacey come? Yeah, I don't know. He's in the movie blank check. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sometimes I, you throw I, me for a loop with those kinds of things. I'm like, what are we? I don't. Talking I don't about? know the just movie. Not, I think you were just yes, looking for an excuse yes. to get your boy out. Get your boy Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I think it's Kevin Spacey the and um, the guy from Six, the kid from Sixth Sense. I want to say. Haley mm. uh, Joel. Haley Joel Osment, I believe. Okay, I, you might just be making and up a movie, a but check. I'll. Uh, Haley Joel Osment. Let's see. I don't. I don't see a movie called Blank Check with with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I know the podcast Blank Check with Griffin and David. I listened to a podcast called Blank Check, but Kevin Spacey's the, the host. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, it's him and Haley. I've got nothing for you here. I think Brendan <laughs> made this movie up, but we'll... All right, one for two, one reference so far. <laughs> Beast with two bags back and Blair from Aldi's. And uh, much like Ivy, Blair is feigning disappointment that Beatrice has to leave so soon. And then much like Serena, Beatrice is going to surprise Blair with the fact that she's staying longer. Uh, she moved her flights, so and then I'll have all afternoon to share their secrets. And uh, just Blair's luck. Someone of the royal family finally, finally loves her, or so she thinks. I mean, Beatrice doesn't actually love her, as we'll find out. But it seems like, as of right now, she likes uh, her and wants to be besties with her. And, uh, Wrong sorry, movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Oh, it's paid forward. <laughs> no time I'm like the present to blurt it out. Deacon's in the middle of speaking, but sure, just all the listeners know it's paid forward. Pay it forward. I mean, the listeners probably were shouting like it's paid forward. <laughs> they probably said it the exact same amount of time. They were trying to think. They're looking it up, and then they blurted it out just when I did. So it was kind of like a an all inclusive experience for them. <laughs> Yeah, no one, no, no one was even listening to the podcast. They were all just furiously googling <laughs> is it? Uh, blank check. <laughs> so, so uh, I don't even know where, where, where we Blair, 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 can, fine, yeah. Blair can enjoy Blair can enjoy being besties with uh, Beatrice because Beatrice's perfume is too strong and Blair's too pregnant, pretty much. Such a shame, but also no, it's not because she sucks. <laughs> wow, Beatrice, big Beatrice. Right? 
So is it like an early pregnancy thing where like smells are super sensitive to you and you can't like because we know the stereotypes of having like hankerings for certain foods but i didn't know you just mm-hmm. smelled any food and were grossed out by it or is this just a, a it's just thing? like a thing at the beginning i think of pregnancy like within your first two trimesters mm-hmm. where very sensitive you're like s- sense your senses are heightened but also like you're nauseous a lot. Mm. It doesn't happen to everybody, but and it happens. Hurt. And, you and your boobs hurt. Touch them. Yeah. And people can hear yeah, you from Queens. Yeah. You don't, yeah, and you don't know you who the father is usually. Queen, people from Queens yeah. just hear of... a bunch of pregnant screaming women. So just. Yeah. Queens is known. That's why it's called they, Queens. They, they usually all just like stay together in Queens whenever when you get pregnant. You kind of just go to Queens, stay yeah, with the other yeah. pregnant people, right. and you'll just fair. scream. You'll just touch each other's breasts and scream. That's usually what happens. Okay. And puke. Uh, Serena, <laughs> Serena and Ivy are leaving brunch arm in arm. Uh, Charlie is wearing quite, and I, I will call Charlie and Ivy like interchangeably, depend, depending yeah, yeah. on who she is pretending to be in the scene. Charlie is wearing quite the red fedora in the scene. Where did it come from? I don't think she was wearing it in the last scene. She wasn't, and also later in the show, like she makes sure to grab it when she leaves the apartment. It's like I was like, what <laughs> is up with? Boy. Yeah, I'm like, what is going on here? I bet there's like a scene, the first scene where you just see like a production <laughs> assistant's arms come in from out of angle and just put a plop it on her head. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's prob- that's probably it. Maybe they left it. Serena was like, Charlie, you look terrible. Wear this. Wear this. And she just plopped a red fedora on her head. Um, Charlie asked Serena a good question. What about Columbia? No, Columbia, not Columbia. <laughs> Is that a ship name for Serena and Columbia? Serena and Columbia, yeah. So, uh, Serena's going to take a semester off and see how things go after that, That which uh, not a bad idea. More people should just like take semesters off if they want. So, yeah, it's fine. Uh, it makes sense, it means, I guess. And Yeah, Serena's just concerned she has to live with Cece because last night at 2 a.m. her bridge game turned brutal. Uh, did we know that Cece lived in L.A.? She, she's got houses everywhere, <laughs> this lady. Yeah. Everywhere you go, you're everywhere living with CC. Dan's in the Hamptons, living with CC. Serena's in LA, living with CC. CC's everywhere. I'm wondering if there's another actress playing Serena's grandma. She's got an actress, or like a a, a person playing undercover cousin and grandma. Oui, oui, Who's the real CC? It's the real CC. <laughs> I am. I am the real CC. <laughs> So, Serena is hoping to find a place near Charlie. As a matter of fact, she wants to know if she can see Charlie's place. And Charlie's like, no, it's not not a great idea because my roommate is kind of uh, the Howard Hughes type. This show really loves a Howard Hughes mention. They love this is like mentioning seventh- him. Who is Howard Hughes? <laughs> Porn star? Some kind of actor that was a recluse. and that They love mentioning him whenever someone is being a recluse, I guess. Mm, okay. Mm. I, always, I think I always Everyone- got confused with Ron Howard. Yeah, of course, yeah. He's a, like the biggest dick. Oh, no, uh, no he was not an actor. He was an American aerospace engineer, businessman, filmmaker, oh. investor, philanthropist, and pilot. That's Ron Howard? Yes, that's Ron. Okay. That's you're, you're thinking of Ron Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> 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 My references are off the chain today, baby. All right, so, uh, <laughs> uh, Mary, Ron Howard, Ron Jeremy, or oh, Howard Hughes. It says here, Ron Jeremy's in Pay It Forward, too. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. I had a feeling this would all tie back together. <laughs> all right. So who the who the fuck Mary kills? Uh, Ron Howard, Ron Jeremy, and Howard Hughes. Oh, about Ryan Howard? <laughs> Where is he playing? Ryan Howard from The Office or Ryan Howard? Uh, oh, this former is getting out of control. Season. What about Howard Stern? <laughs> oh, okay. New one. Ryan Howard from The Office. Ryan Howard from The Phillies, or Howard Stern, the, the radio host. Kill, Kill Howard Stern, Stern for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page there. I'd. Fuck the baseball player and marry the 
character. Who's Ryan Howard? Howard? Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard from the Ryan from the Office. Ryan the temp. Ryan the boss. Or Ryan the uh, actor. The hipster that comes back from the office. Okay, let's move. <laughs> let's uh, move it forward. <laughs> and, yeah, let's yeah, let's move it forward. Sir, Kevin Spacey and Ron Jeremy. Uh, let's uh, let's sign these blank checks, right, guys? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. I love your new catchphrase. <laughs> I don't even know what it means. Serena calls her real estate agent and says she needs to see two bedroom apartments now instead of one. So I guess Serena and Charlie are going to be roomies, which is very funny. Like right away, I'm like, how is Ivy going to explain this to her boyfriend? And the answer is she's not going to. Mm -hmm. She's just going to dump him. And so Charlie insists her apartment is fine, but Serena has to be her savior. Uh, Besides, it's L.A. tradition that Rhodes girls have to stick together. And Ivy really doesn't do enough to push back here. I feel like a part of her probably does want to see how this plays out. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, it, it went pretty well for her last time. She got a bunch of money. Uh, and, and also, if she could live in this... I don't know if we... Did we get to the beach house yet? Or is this, this is them just like, no, talking about the idea? No, before that, but... Well, yeah. when, we, when we get there, I guess here being like, this is this would be fucking sick to live in this yeah. <laughs> apartment right here. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dan is hunting down Chuck. He finds him in an alleyway with two bigger guys, and uh, Chuck tells the guys to ignore him. He's not with me. And then, naturally, the two guys start to beat the shit out of him. But Dan announces that he's going to call the cops, so the men leave disappointed. This isn't what we signed up for. And uh, Chuck is disappointed as well. He wants a full refund. So, like, did Chuck put out a Craigslist ad for two guys to beat the shit out of him, and these guys, like, saw it and took him up on it? Or is Chuck going around to random people saying, I'll give you $1,000 if you beat me up? Probably the latter. Yeah, I don't know. Either that or he's got like some, some dark web connections that he could find people that, I don't know, I, I bet he knows them somehow. Yeah, Dan is going to notice the uh, the bruises as Chuck puts his shirt back on. So uh, Dan Why is he's he able peeking? to see that Chuck is... Uh, mm, Dan peeking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because Chuck should have said, no peeking, as he, <laughs> as he put his shirt back on. Um, Nate is on the phone here, still trying to find out the name of the old lady who he's now obsessed with. Like, how good was this sex that he is? He can't do anything except try to find the name of this old lady. He's got nothing else to do. He can't stop thinking about her. He misses the old days of season two. I guess so. And so Chuck returns. Dan's been following him. Uh, I I like the digs that Chuck has here where he's like, I'm not Serena Vanderwoods and I don't need saving. And... (laughs) Nate tells Dan he was going to ask him how his summer's going, but seeing as he's with Chuck, probably weird. And Dan tells Nate that he saw Chuck paying two rough guys to fight him. Uh, he's guessing it's new. It's a new Bass-type scheme to get Blair's attention. But Nate is skeptical because Chuck's been okay all summer. Uh, but he says maybe it's finally hitting him, and that is not the only thing hitting him because uh, Dan mentions the bruises that Chuck already had when he got there, and Dan thinks he needs to see a doctor. Daddy yeah, Dan. Dan's the only one that cares for Chuck. It also cracked me up that... We had that line that Chuck says on the top of the elevator where he's like, I don't need saving, blah, 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 blah. Were they completely silent for the whole trip from like the alleyway all the way up to the <laughs> yeah. top of the elevator? <laughs> They're finally getting around to talking about this now. The elevator opened. That's when Chuck was like, I don't need saving. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I just think. That's a, long, that's a very awkward elevator ride. <laughs> yes, the magic of TV editing there <laughs> somehow. Um, so I do like everyone's insistence where it's like, no, can't be. Chuck's okay. He said so last week. Like, wh- okay, Chuck's never lied before in his life. Like, yeah. no. I would also be alarmed if he was as positive as he was last episode too. Just him yeah. saying yes all the time and looking happy. As soon as Chuck looks happy and smiling, you, I would assume drugs immediately. When you see his teeth, like you don't usually. So yeah, when you do, yeah. you're like, well, what? Whoa. And you're being ridiculous. He has bruises. He's getting beat up. Okay, but last week he said he was okay. So <laughs> that's what you know. <laughs> uh, so. 
Nate tells Dan that his mom has a doctor that Chuck could see, but calling her would mean he needs to decide which internship to take. Like, this is the most contrived thing I've ever heard. That's the only <laughs> doctor they can get for Chuck? Someone that Nate has to call his mom for? What do you mean? Like, yeah, I know a doctor, but unfortunately I have to call my mom. He's the only doctor in all of the Upper East Side. Yeah. I... <laughs> the only way I can get to him is through my mom. I want to make fun of Nate for, like, he still he has to call his mom to find this doctor because he still goes to like the pediatrician but nicole knows for a fact that i, I used to go to the pediatrician until i was like 20 years old for she was been there with me to my pediatrician yeah to like you're the last day that you could go i brought you <laughs> yeah. to the pediatrician i mean yeah i went to the pediatrician until the last time i could go and i have not been to the doctor since my pediatrician so. <laughs> oh my god i've only been once so i can't I, even I, talk somebody get this I've guy to the doctor I've been to urgent care, but that's that's it. I haven't been to I haven't been to uh maybe, maybe we'll both go to, to uh, we'll set up a doctor appointment for ourselves and we only can, boys uh, live from the doctor's yeah, office. Yeah, we can we'll record an episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. The doctor's like, what are you guys doing? We'll let the doctor know. We're, we're gonna be here for two hours. <laughs> so, uh, Chuck comes back in. Nate tells him he's gonna call the doctor to check out his bruises. Chuck's nothing faces Chuck. He's like excellent, and then uh. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's gonna call Dan when the doctor leaves. Sure, okay. He's like, Nate's just like, oh, you need to talk to Chuck too about something. Yeah, sure. Just come back when the doctor's out here. And so that's 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 the schedule of events for these for these men. For I'm the glad day. that nobody else has anything better to do. Like, no, yeah, yeah. no, of course I'll wait. Not. I'll wait until the doctor gets here. Just call me. <laughs> like, just let me know. <laughs> uh, Blair and Beatrice are going shopping And Beatrice tells Blair the rules of what she can wear uh, Blair's not happy She can't have any skin exposed She has to be very formal with what she wears And Blair wants to know how it's possible that she has to wear a burqa But Beatrice can wear whatever she wants And Beatrice tells her it's one of the many perks of being the non-reigning sibling So uh, that is We we officially hear that, that Beatrice is you know the non-reigning sibling She's not in line for the throne like Louis is And Blair calls her out She's like I read an article where you uh, said You wanted to be on the throne But Beatrice says that no no the, the few days I had in the spotlight was way too much for me. Uh, you would be a much better princess than I will be. And she asked Blair if they should get a snack, but Blair has to rush off to the restroom. So uh, some alarm bells are going off in Beatrice's head now. This is a lot of bathroom activity yeah. for Princess Blair. This is also not a snack that Blair would ever eat. I would never see Blair get a street hot dog. No. And eat it <laughs> while she's walking. She, she could have sold it like, ew, this is like, we're princesses here. We're really going to eat a street yeah, fucking yeah, hot dog? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just think it's funny that she's, like, so suspicious, but she doesn't know her, and, like, the girl could have IBS. Right. Like, she could have, That's like, a, a medical reason to, like, need to use the restroom, and she immediately is, like, she's on drugs. She jumps to drugs. That's <laughs> the first thing. Like, what, is, um, what about her is on drugs, like, other than going to the bathroom, I guess? I don't right. know. Serena and Charlie are looking for apartments. Uh, Charlie doesn't think this apartment has enough closet space. And even Serena's like, you have to be kidding. There's a whole room for your shoes alone. Um, Charlie just scrambling for some more excuses. The beach, the beach traffic will depress her more than her crazy roommate. So maybe she should just stay. And Serena's like, you want to give this place up at, for traffic? Like, uh, she, she's... Serena's... After not questioning anything all week last, last episode, she's starting to pick up on when things are highly suspicious. So Serena at least is uh, growing, I guess. Yeah, for the first time. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I guess yeah. as far as highly suspicious for her means that maybe Charlie doesn't want to <laughs> live with her. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I would assume. And yeah. the real estate agent is getting a little impatient here. So Serena tells her that they can give her a down payment right now. But unfortunately, Serena forgot her checkbook. Oh, but we're in luck because Serena has realized something. She's like, oh, but you have yours, Charlie. I saw it when you dropped your purse. Like, how lucky that Serena just happened to notice that Charlie has her checkbook. And also, she just happened to remember that as well. And like... 
That's why you have to be like me and never carry around a checkbook or like even know how to write a check. You're the only one that <laughs> doesn't carry around a checkbook. That's me. That's Everyone my else thing. is always yeah, carrying I, around I, checks. The funniest thing about that is like when she dropped it, she was so low on the ground that the camera angle made it seem like Serena didn't see what fell out of her bag. Right. And then they were like, actually, wait, guys, right. she did. She did. She saw yeah. it. She and then Serena had to like look down and be like, "Ooh, she has a checkbook. Yeah. I'll remember that for later." Like, you have to actively like notice that. That's a good point. So, Why does she carry that around everywhere? Who knows? Especially it doesn't, she doesn't have her have name money. on it. Doesn't have her name on it. No, right? It has I guess the Charlie Rhodes on it. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Char- Charlie says she doesn't think she has enough to pay for two months' rent, and Serena is really in a calling out mood because she like simply tells Charlie that she should have plenty of money. No, you do. Which, you have a lot of money. What a- <laughs> What a ballsy move for Serena to insist that she pay. Like, I, I guess mean, she I knows get... because she was the one that helped her like unlock her funds last time they were hanging out. Right. I get they're supposedly like rich, so money shouldn't be anything. But still, to be like, oh, you have money. Yeah, pay for pay for the rent right now. I can't do it, but you sure can. Do it right. You have your checkbook. Just do it. <laughs> and like, unless, of course, this is your way of saying you don't want to live with me. And Charlie says, of course not. I just only have out-of-state checks. But uh, the real estate agent luckily tells her that's not a problem. So uh, Serena is excited once again, even though Charlie clearly is not. Yeah, I, I have no idea what that means about the out-of-state checks. I guess you can't use checks from a different state to pay for stuff. But apparently you know. can. This is a checkbook. Real I thought that her. I thought that the checkbooks were Lily's. Maybe they are. I thought she took like one of Lily's checkbooks. Yeah, maybe that's because when I was watching this too, I was like, oh, I hope Serena doesn't see uh, the name on that. Yeah. When she's signed right. off on it, yeah, right. So, I'm. Not, I wasn't paying attention. So I maybe, guess, so to, she, uh, maybe Lily noticed that someone had been using these checks a couple times and, and was like, "Oh, them. let me cancel those checks," and that's why. And they, that's that's what she's been doing for the last two episodes. Yeah, <laughs> Canceling. So <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I, don't, I can't figure out how to do this from home, but I'm really gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> I want a whole episode of Lily just uh, calling the bank, <laughs> and arguing with people. <laughs> Uh, the doctor is in. He tells Chuck that fractured ribs are not something to mess around with because he could puncture a lung. So Chuck has just been walking around with fractured ribs. And he tells the doctor they, that he, they don't hurt, and he walks away. And the doctor's having a hard time believing that anyone could have that high of a threshold for pain. And Nate, very nonchalantly, is like, oh, he's probably just self-medicating. You should see his medicine cabinet. Some of that <laughs> stuff isn't even legal in Mexico. And he starts laughing, and the doctor just straight face stares him dead in the eyes. This is my joke of the episode. It's very funny. It was really good. It was. <laughs> Nate like stops laughing. He's like, "Oh, I was just kidding. I was just kidding, Doc." <laughs> My friend has so many drugs. You have no idea, buddy. <laughs> High five. <laughs> oh, he's all right. He's, he's just on a bunch of drugs. It's fine. <laughs> so the doctor tells Nate that uh, Chuck said he couldn't feel anything while he was touching his ribs, and if he's on that many drugs, then someone needs to keep an eye on him and make sure he doesn't take any more or do anything other than rest. His injuries are bordering bordering on dangerous, which bordering like they're clearly dangerous. And also, shouldn't this doctor be running some more tests on Chuck? He can't feel right. pain yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> he just like just you know like, what you guys take sleep care it of off. <laughs> you guys got it from here. He's on drugs. <laughs> Tell him to stop. All right, I'll see you later. Hey, he's also worries like uh, this guy is like a danger to himself you guys deal with it yes <laughs> oh, whatever so what did what did you guys think was going on with chuck at this point uh well I, I, at first i think nicole and i both thought that he was like an adrenaline junkie last episode yeah. or she mentioned to me that right. she thought maybe he just he likes the feeling of pain but now we're like hearing that he now. does yeah <laughs> right right which he said now we're getting reports that he doesn't feel it <laughs> he doesn't feel it so i was confused as to why he couldn't feel it uh, i didn't think drugs because i don't remember him looking particularly glisteny or sweaty or just like looking well, he wiry he wasn't going to the bathroom every two seconds so he right, 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 right. that's true so i was wondering i was waiting for them to tell me why why he couldn't feel this because it sounds uh, a little <laughs> bit like you just tell me why chuck it sounds like some bullshit out of like a comic book so i didn't know what the hell was going to come next 
He was like, I thought maybe he was like bitten by a spider or something. <laughs> right, that was right. my next option. There was no pain because the nerves and the... Yeah. Makes sense, yeah. I no, I don't really know what I was thinking. I was just kind of on that same realm of like he likes pain and like is looking for a rush and like things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. But I was wrong. So, well, it, it happens. It was part of that, though. I think the uh, rush is Blair and Beatrice... Blair and Beatrice are back from shopping. Uh, Blair claims she had too much coffee. She rushes to use the restroom again. And then Dorota comes in, and Beatrice is like, I figured it out. It's fairly obvious that the future princess has developed a drug problem. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe Beatrice isn't the best detective. And Dorota's like, no, that Blair's too much of a control freak to use drugs. And Beatrice is like, I admire your loyalty, but no one uses lay toilet so often unless they have something to hide. And Dorota's like, no, she just has a sensitive stomach. But Beatrice is on a roll now. Now now she thinks Blair is bulimic, which I guess isn't too far off because we know that Blair has struggled with eating disorders before, even though it hasn't really been brought up since, like, season one. And now we're just kind of bringing it up again I to fit in with the storyline. since Thanksgiving, that, that episode. That was about it. The pie right. episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Blair Waldorf must die, not to be confused with John Tucker must die. Mm -hmm. uh, check out our coverage. Great <laughs> recently, yes. Uh, check out our coverage. Um, Dorota admits that uh, she was bulimic, but is not anymore. But she still has the habit of using the restroom a lot, even though she digests everything now. So Dorota's like, all right, I'm going to go make tuna melts. That's what that was her, her point. Stomach. She could have just said she digests everything a little too well, if you know what I mean. And lead, lead into the IBS <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's her chance. Yeah, if Blair has a sensitive stomach, is a tuna melt the thing that Dorota should be no. eating? No, I, I know. Feel like as that soon is as one she... of the nauseating foods. <laughs> That's like, cat food. As soon as she said that, I was like, She was like, I'm going to make tuna melts to prove to you that, like, I was like, what is what is this? Yeah, that was the worst choice yeah. of food. If you're nauseous, that's okay. the last thing that you want to smell. Tuna. A bad move on, on Dorota's part here. I'd love to see that scene where Dorota brings out the tuna melts and <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> Immediate vomit. I, I think if you brought that to me right now, I would gag a little bit. Oh, don't. I would, too. You guys are babies. Tuna's nasty. Canned tuna smells literally like cat food. Yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. I don't like tuna on, either. Depends on, like, the tuna. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure I could handle, like, a light whiff of tuna. But if it's, like, a strong-smelling, <laughs> like, rancid-ass tuna, like, come yeah. on. We're throwing that bad boy up. <laughs> That's right. Uh, like the it. old lady is back. She She exits what we find out is Nate's house. And Nate happens to be walking by. And he's like... Hey, what are you whoa, doing in New whoa, York whoa. at my house? Like, I can't, I can't even make fun of Nate because I would be very confused yeah. as well as to why she was at my house. And no, but he was like a little pathetic about it. He's like, you've been thinking about me just as much as I've been thinking yeah. about you. But yeah, it is, it is like, strange. What? Uh, what a coincidence because he has been like pining over her and like, I'll never know her name. Right. And then she just drops out of his fucking his front door. from across the country. <laughs> he's like, oh, you haven't been able to stop thinking about me either. I can't believe it. You actually <laughs> dragged me down. This is awesome. <laughs> And she's like, no, 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 I'm here to see your mother. Uh, because apparently this lady is now all of a sudden an editor of the New York Spectator and wants to interview Nate's mom for her inaugural article about the disgraced wives of dirty businessmen. Like, that's what her first article is going to be about? And Anne Archibald is the first person she thought of? All right, sure. And she's a disgraced wife, and she's going to think, hey, do you want to be my article about disgraced wives? So, I mean, what do you think the answer is going to be? <laughs> if I was Nate, I would not believe this. There is no such thing as a coincidence no, that if big. If you were Nate, you would believe really anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's true I, i'm not actually putting myself in, in nate's <laughs> right, mind right, right now <laughs> but he tells her that even if it isn't a coincidence it's a pretty damn good one so yeah uh, he was here to discuss jobs with his mom but he would much rather take this lady out who is uh, probably the same age as his mom and uh, that's that's now what nate is going to be doing so uh, well at least it's what he's going to try to do but she tells nate that she had fun but she needs more than just stamina to keep her interested and uh then she leaves with a cheeky little smile on her face and as she leaves nate again asks for her name and like 
I feel like he knows her job now, and if he knows that she's the editor of a well-known newspaper, then it should be pretty easy to find out her name at this point. Yeah, but he's kind of, you know, he takes a minute, so we'll get there. Just Google, just Google <laughs> new editor of the New York Spectator, and you should be able to find an article. Maybe he, doesn't, maybe he doesn't have an iPhone yet. Ah, uh, that's probably yeah. He doesn't have internet access on his, on his flip phone. I, I would say that I would be mad at this plot, or, but I, I don't really care. It's, it's fine. This is what Nate does. We've boiled Nate down to just like early season, or early series Serena where he just he's just horny. His his whole personality. That's Nate, baby. That's Nate. It's always it's kind of been Nate. Dog. So weird. It's always, always been inside It's of better him. than it's just old. playing it's pool. Old. At least he's outside now. It's better than what? Just playing pool every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, at least yeah, they him outside now. If they're going to leave him inside every episode, they might as well put him with Lily. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Maybe next we, we finally see Lily next episode, and she's playing pool. She's she's stuck. <laughs> I would like that. Louis, it it would be a fun change of pace. <laughs> um, Louis is with his sister, and Louis like, "What couldn't wait until our flight?" And she tells Louis that his fiance is bulimic, and he's like, "You're really wasting my time with this." With so good for him for not even like reacting. He says it's in her past, but Beatrice replies, "Past hour," and nice zinger. Yeah. And, <laughs> Louis, Louis is still not giving her any reaction. So Beatrice goes on to say that all of this throne stuff is really stressing Blair out. It's not good for her condition. All of the, all for a title that Louis doesn't even care about. So at this point, it's like fairly obvious that Beatrice has an ulterior motive. Right. She's not bringing it up in like a concerned way. She's just more tattletaling on Blair. Like, ooh, Blair's got uh, bulimia. Isn't that bad, Louis? You should. Yeah. Blair's got bulimia. You should drop down from the throne. It's bad for her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ignore her. So. Louis ensures her that he will do whatever is uh, whatever he has to for Blair's well-being, but uh, she's doing great. There's nothing to worry about. So now Beatrice is on a mission to prove it to him. So which, uh, not not Beatrice's place, obviously, to prove to uh, his her brother that his fiance has an eating disorder. Yeah. No. You're trying. It looks like you're trying too hard too. I would be suspicious if I was Louis. Does Louis get suspicious at all? Or I don't is, think like, so. Because I, I, I don't know how Louis feels about anything. <laughs> He's just kind of always like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, you're pregnant? Wee, wee. <laughs> oh, you're pregnant? I need to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy I can sneeze, Blair. This is amazing. <laughs> Ivy, <laughs> Ivy is uh, still pretending to be Charlie. She calls the real estate agent and tells her that she and Serena changed their minds about the apartment, so she wants to come back and get her check. Uh, it, it feels like Charlie really struggles with long-term planning. Like, I get that she had, she she couldn't have prepared for this. She had no preparation no. for Serena coming back into her life. So I will cut her some slack. But uh, much like Dan, she is thinking yes, then zero steps ahead. And the real estate lady tells her that the check was invalid, and she already gave it back to Serena when Serena came to her with a new check. So, uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh? Uh-oh? Uh-oh. That's it. That's <laughs> Serena. <laughs> oh, you can't scare us like that. Just ending it with, uh-oh, I thought something was going on over there. Like you started pissing your pants. It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> Insert commercial here. Uh-oh, guys. I'm pissing my pants again. <laughs> I can't stop these waterworks. That's what you think when I say, uh-oh. I usually assume you're pissing like your jean shorts or something, which what? I know you're recording. Why am I wearing jean shorts? <laughs> that's, that's your recording outfit. No shirt, jean shorts. I'm wearing basketball shorts right now. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to ball up. Oh, damn. <laughs> Are you wearing a... What color is Chuck's basketball outfit? It's like purple. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like purple or something. It's a really good outfit. They haven't had a really good no, Chuck outfit a, in a long time. It's true. I'm wearing a uh, blue t-shirt that says Pepsi Cola, five cents on it. 
Nice. Nice. Cool. Thank you. I'm glad everything's okay. Are you, I think me and Nicole both looked at each other like, what does he mean? Uh-oh. <laughs> and grayish, bluish basketball shorts. What and, socks? Uh, I'm, no socks. I'm wearing my new slippers for the first time, though. Wow. Keeping my feet nice and warm. I'm not a slipper yeah. man. I, I, my Although, feet are always sweaty. Too, way too sweaty for slippers. My feet were so cold, I had to put them on. Aww. Well, I'm glad they're warm now. <laughs> So Dorota delivers Blair some food in bed. And Dorota, Dorota tells her that she only ate saltines the first time she was pregnant. And Blair says that's not the same because you people are bred to work through these conditions and give birth in a field. I don't know if this is some kind of stereotype, but it feels rude. Yeah, yeah. definitely not not kind. I mean, I, that any, anyone that's not from New York is like a stereotype to Blair, like just like a working class person. <laughs> yes, who give birth in a field. And so... <laughs> Dorota's on phase though. She just lays down next to Blair, tells her about her birthing suite. Uh, Blair is too exhausted to reprimand Dorota, and Dorota says that at least the royals are gone so they can discuss her, and Blair doesn't even let her say the word because you never know who may be lurking. And honestly, Blair is very smart because she seems to be the only one who knows the rules of a Josh Schwartz show, which is that someone is <laughs> right. always hiding behind a wall. It's true. And it's true because Louis comes right in. Right, just at that moment, Louis comes in, and like I, I guess he just walked right in. Uh, Blair's excited to see him, but then Beatrice walks in right behind him, and Blair says she was just about to take a nap. She's exhausted, but it was nice of them to drop by to say goodbye. Um, Blair, Blair says, uh, you know, thanks, thanks for saying stopping by, but actually, they're not saying goodbye. Beatrice didn't want Blair to miss the first Monaco holiday. So they are bringing the feast to New York. What a saint. Wow. What kind of like twisted person? Like this is what I was thinking the whole episode. She's like, okay, say Blair did have an eating disorder. Like forcibly yeah. trying to feed her and like make her think about food hey, and hey, like Blair, shoving food into her mouth. You and hungry? it's like, why are you? Why are you doing that? Yes. Like- if Beatrice actually thinks that Blair has an eating disorder, this seems evil. Like, even if she's just trying to prove a point or whatever. Like, like this no, is, I was trying to help. This is insane person behavior. Yeah. I want to I show, show her that she's not ready for uh, this world. Like, oh, that's really yeah, nice. Yeah, I just want to shove some. Like, it's, that's crazy behavior. That, that's very villainous. Um, and visits Chuck again. Chuck is clearly not interested in seeing him, but I, I guess it's nice that Dan is so concerned about him. And <laughs> Chuck gets another dig at both him and Serena. I love, <laughs> I love that he keeps going back to this. Well, he's like, unlike Serena, when I rejected you, I meant it. That but was good. Nate, <laughs> it's really good. I don't know, is that Nate a dig at Serena has, more than it is Dan, though? I, I mean, yeah, it, I think it's a little bit like Serena doesn't mean it when she rejects Dan. I was like, gonna say, he's, he's kind of saying like, "Hey, Dan, uh, Serena loves you. Ha, huh? gotcha." <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <All right>. Gotcha, Dan. <laughs> uh, Nate apparently asked Dan to keep an eye on Chuck because I guess he's too busy like chasing his cougar. I, 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 yeah. I love how much contempt Chuck has for the Dan Serena relationship, as we just said. That's always fun. And Chuck is getting ready to go out, even though Dan reminds him that the doctor said to stay put. And Chuck's like, if you're willing to fight me for it, then we could strike a deal. And uh, Dan's very confident with his Chuck punching history and is like, yeah. well, if you're not supposed to get hurt, then uh, that kind of defeats the purpose. Right. But then Chuck's like, you could Chuck, never hurt me. Like, I think yeah, Dan Chuck is very confident. Can. We've seen well, it. Not right now. Yeah, you can't feel right, anything. Right, right, right. right. I, I do, it is nice that Dan is sticking around. I, I know he does need something from Chuck, but it seems like throughout the rest of the episode, he is just genuinely worried for yeah. his well-being. Yeah, and uh, he thinks he has it all figured out. He tells uh, Chuck this isn't worth getting Blair's attention, and he's like, come on, I get it. You do something to get really hurt. Gossip Girl reports it. Blair comes running. It, it, it makes sense, I guess, but uh, but Chuck denies it, and then then Dan says something truly absurd. He tells Chuck that, come on, 
clears over you. And, uh, you know, you weren't even the last person to kiss her before Louis. I was. And it, it's like, how pathetic. Like, Dan is feeling the need to, like, brag to Chuck, but in the most pathetic way possible. He's like, I'm actually Blair's second choice, not you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so third. weird. When I'm he said that, out. I cringed. I was like, oh. I know she's with Louis, but uh, she kissed me right before Louis, <laughs> not you. But I, I think him being so pathetic sets it up even more so for Chuck to be like, actually, we fucked really recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes Dan look so stupid. Very, that should have been the exact fuck. <laughs> of, well, your lips may have brushed. We were creating the beast with two backs. Or whatever you say. <laughs> he, he says that their lips may have brushed, but the last person she was with was him. What a sad, sad argument. But may have brushed. I, I, do, I, do, <laughs> I do love the zinger that Chuck exit with when he's like, that hurt. I wish I could feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good, honestly. Yeah. I, I think I want um, that the priest at Much our like ceremony to oh, say, uh, you may now brush lips. What? You may now brush lips with the bride. <laughs> Who's going to say that? <laughs> we didn't get a priest. <laughs> yeah, you said the Father priest. Kavali. I'm like, my uncle? Uncle <laughs> <laughs> Kavali. Uncle after priest. he makes out with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> the priest. I think much like last week, Chuck should have uh, stared into the camera and said, remember, I like pain, after he, after he said that. <laughs> Don't forget. Even though... <laughs> um, Ivy storms into her diner. Her boyfriend tells her that she was fired, and she answers this by telling him she wants to go to Portland. And Max thinks it's because of her bad audition, doesn't want to let one bad experience make her give up on her dreams. But Ivy has thought about it, and she has determined that Max is right. Her dream is never going to come true, but if they move to Portland, his dream can still come true. What is his dream? Have they told us? No. To be a chef? He's, he's working his way up from waiter they, all the way to chef. It's important. I don't understand what's important. They don't explain no, they this don't, to I us. I guess they, we, they know we are not going to see any more of him. He's not worth explaining. So they don't give him their real aspiration. <laughs> Max is like, really? You mean it? All right, I'll tell the manager I quit as soon as she gets back. Like, poor manager losing employees left and right. But then also poor him who's going to quit his job just to have uh, Ivy leave him. It is funny um, that and so, this guy is such an afterthought, but he seems like a pretty decent actor and already like the first man that Charlie ends up with at all is more interesting than almost any of Serena's boyfriends throughout the entire series. For sure. True. True. I mean, Charlie knows how to pick them. Serena still does not if we're looking for any kind of entertainment value whatsoever. And so Ivy goes home to pack. And again, this poor guy, Max, seems like a decent enough guy. He's very supportive of Ivy and he has no idea what's going on right now and what's about to happen to him. Yeah. Yeah. I think just like the way we met him, I was kind of expecting that this relationship to be like a Bonnie and Clyde sort of thing, and like, oh, he's just nice, and they were going to be normal. Uh, so maybe, maybe in the yeah. future we'll get a, a like an evil guy for her to be with, so they she can team up. I mean, this God, guy I even hope. even bought uh, onion flavored snacks. Was Funyuns like scribbled out in marker? And they scribbled out Funyuns in marker <laughs> on the front. Because you can still see it, but it was just like a really. And it wasn't scribbled out on the back when out. he held it up and said onion flavored snacks. <laughs> Really yeah, they were clearly up. Funyuns. That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to the titular feast, and Beatrice is bragging about how she gained 10 pounds last year because it's so delicious. Uh, a French priest comes up to talk to Louis, introduces uh, himself as Father Cavalia, the man who's going to marry uh, Louis and Blair. And Blair is trying to get this priest as far away from her as she can, but he wants a chance to get to know her, away from all of his duties as priest. And so he asks her if she has a religious upbringing, and Blair responds that, while her family is of mixed face, she has always enjoyed a confessional, which is a nice callback to the iconic confessional scene. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yes, yeah, so that was. I, I do love a a fun callback here. And at this point, <laughs> he, 
the priest also tries to get Blair to eat something. I guess maybe he is in on it at, the, at this point, as we we're going to find out he's kind of, uh, you know, with Beatrice in some manner here. But Beatrice also tries to force Blair to eat by literally bringing the food up to Blair's mouth and forcing it into her mouth, and, like, for her to eat. That was and, so like, weird. What's, what's weird is that Louis doesn't think any yeah, of this is weird, off. as he just, he just stands there smiling at them. What else oh, is yes, weird? Oh, yes, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> What's also weird is as soon as the camera angle changes, it's in Blair's hand. And I was like, she, she never took that from her. She <laughs> definitely never took that from her. And Louis just watching the whole time. He's like, oh, she's going to like this one. <laughs> <laughs> so Blair takes the tiniest nibble and pretends to love it. Everyone pretends like everyone is doing normal behavior. Yeah, right I like now. how everyone's just like, all right, she obviously ate it. <laughs> Moving on. Good job. Moving on. And Beatrice's like, damn, my plans were foiled again. <laughs> so, Blair, at this point, purses out a statue of Mother Mary for not taking it easy on her, and then looks up and sees Dan, who is a little underdressed for the event. Mm-hmm. He's also, like, looking lost. And so she sees Dan. She tells the prince and princess, Beatrice, that she needs to find a lost soul in need of guidance. No one asks her what that means. And then she, like... Talks to God, I guess, and thanks him and says she'll never question the paternity of her child again. I was so confused at everything that was happening in this scene. I thought that she was saying that to Mary because, like, Mary is the Virgin Mary. So I thought she was saying to her, like, that she'll never question the paternity of Jesus. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. All right, all right, sure. I, I was also confused it, it all makes, based on the, makes the way the scene was shot, too, made it look like... So normally those statues are big and, like, oversized, and I thought that that thing was in the background the whole time and then when she's talking to it, I'm like what is she talking to because that mother mary is like she's 100 feet away from her cheese platter but it was like it was like a miniature mary on the cheese platter where normally those are just really, it was really weird i was like what the hell is she talking to mini mary mary on mini a mary. cheese platter <laughs> oh mini mary mini mary on the cheese platter <laughs> So, all right, now go to go to bed and say ten mini Marys on the cheese platter. Mini Mary on a cheese platter. The Lord is with thee. Oh shit! What's it, art thou, mom cheese? <laughs> Amen. So, gouda gouda. Uh, <laughs> Beatrice is telling her brother that Blair can't even keep down one bit of uh, barbaguan or whatever it was, and she frames it as her trying to save his fiance, and is like, I'm trying to save her. How come you're not? And it's like, this is absurd if you were trying to save Blair by forcing food into her throat. (laughs) She hasn't eaten in weeks. I have to save her by feeding her barbaguan. I must must save her. So Dan tries to explain himself to Blair. He tells her he's not here to cause problems, but he can't say the same about Chuck and asks if she's seen him. He's like, I'm not here to start anything, but Chuck's here to ruin the whole event, where Chuck is not even at the event, so he just (laughs) sounds like a crazy person. um, Also feels like he could have just texted Blair this, but who knows. And so Blair ignores everything that Dan just said and grabs his hand and tells him to walk with her. Walk with me, talk with me. And now the episode sort of starts. (laughs) Yes, and now we get started on the episode, and now (laughs) we're into the podcast. Uh, the cougar gets out of her cab and Nate is waiting for her and he's actually figured out her name finally he says welcome back Diana Payne as if he's just like <laughs> cracked the case of the oh wow yeah, great job like, wow I think she literally does some- say something like oh Nate you learned how to read Congrat- congratulations <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> yup it only took five seasons <laughs> so, um, did he, so he found out by asking his mom he found her business card oh. Mommy, yeah. mommy, who's that yeah, lady that wanted that. you to be a part of her article? <laughs> it's like picture him like I pulling on mom's shirt. <laughs> mommy, 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 what's this say? Lady that I, 
Who's the old lady I want to fuck? <laughs> Diana Payne's son. <laughs> oh, Diana hopes that it was Nate's mother who messaged her back and not Nate, because she is here under the impression that Anne changed her mind about being interviewed. And Nate's like, uh, yeah, there's just a few details that need to be worked out first. Uh, since I'm the one who convinced my mom to do the article, shouldn't there be some kind of finder's fee? So... Nate's proposal is pretty much, I got you an interview with my mom, so you should have sex with me, which, very romantic. Mm-hmm. And Diana, like, straight up asks Nate, she's like, are you trying to trade an interview with your mom for sex? And then he admits to it. He's like, yeah, yes, I much. am. <laughs> <laughs> pretty smart, One, please. <laughs> she's like, how do I even know that your mother's inside? And he's like, well, you can watch me open the door and tell, tell her that we'll be back in an hour. And, like, I, I get what he's going for here, I guess, but... But did he do that even if she wasn't there? Like, there's some flaws in this plan. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he's not like, I'll take you inside and introduce you. I'll, I will open the door and shout inside and say, I'll be back in an hour. And that's supposed <laughs> to, like, prove to her that he'll, her he'll, mom agrees. Yeah, mom he'll, agrees he'll go there, the shout, leave the door open, and then go fucking, like, the cellar right next to the door. That was so, <laughs> I was like, are they outside? And then I was like, wait, <laughs> an hour of standing sex outside? And what's happening? In an outdoor stairwell, like, this is how the super wealthy and elite of New York get busy with each other, apparently. <laughs> I'm like, crazy, crazy. Have, like, just for an hour. Lo- barely below ground level. Barely below ground yes. level. Standing up. You think that lady's knees like are good for that? By, they'd be like, oh my God. That poor lady's <laughs> <be> knees. Like, <laughs> is that Nate Archibald, son of disgraced businessman Howard Archibald? Like, part of the Vanderbilt royal family with the new editor of the New York Spectator just having sex outside? Like, He's like, he's like, your name's Pain. Uh, I'll show your knees a lot of pain in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Give me an hour. <laughs> Give me an hour. <laughs> Give me an hour. Stamina, which is Nate's new, uh, new catchphrase. And so Ivy returns home, but Serena is there waiting for her. She got her address off the check that the realtor gave her. And Serena should talk to uh, Andrew Tyler about getting into the PI business because she she's like, Charlie, I'm a PI now. And I have figured out what really happened. So I don't want to alarm you guys. But at this point, I was like, uh-oh. Uh oh! What's going oh, on? Okay, are you right? Are you pissing again? <laughs> My jean shorts are fine. <laughs> I soaked them before we start podcasting, so I can't tell what I'm peeing. I've owned one one pair of jean shorts in my life, and I have not worn them since. Probably, I remember wearing them to the to the. Uh, it was like the eighth grade picnic or eighth grade field day or whatever we had. I, I definitely wore them on that. I don't know why uh-huh. I remember that. I probably haven't worn them since like ninth grade. Did you get shit for it that day? Is that why you um, I don't know. I think a lot of when you wear them, not shit for it, but a lot of people like will be like, "Whoa, love the jorts, dude." <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> more attention excited. than you want. People get excited about jorts. Yeah, yeah, they do get excited. Um, what are you talking about? What was the uh oh for? Oh, Serena is uh, <laughs> she's on the prowl. You think? You think? Let's predict. Do you think any character will wear jorts between now and the Ooh. end of the season, the series? Uh, no. I don't think so. But if anyone <laughs> were to wear them, I would think it would be Rufus. Who maybe Rufus ha- must have already, right? Yeah, like, like cut off ones, like yeah, at the knee yeah. or something. Daisy oh Dukes God. for Rufus. I'd be into, I'd be into that. Yeah, Rufus is now like Rufus in season six is a never nude for the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> Showers, it's Daisy Dukes. They ran they ran out of things to do with my characters, and now I'm a never nude. <laughs> That's an actual line of the show. <laughs> oh. Blair and Dan go into the bathroom. Blair kicks everyone out, tells her the princess needs privacy. And now that it's just her and Dan, she tells him that she will forgive him if he guards the door, which confuses Dan because it is not like Blair to forgive him so easily. So he wants to know what's going on. Uh, Ask her if it has to do with sleeping with Chuck, which, oh my God, Dan, give it up. This is so embarrassing. He's pathetic. So he is. at this point, are we led to believe that now 
Dan didn't sleep with Blair when last episode they were telling us yeah. that they did. So I was going to get into that. that out the window. Like, they, they switched writers again. It seems like we were reco- They did not have sex. They just kissed. They will make that clear later in the episode, even though last week they seemed to be hinting that maybe they slept with each other. Because now it makes Rusa's reaction to the end of the book insane. You kid? You is got it real? Wait, the end of the book is real? You really you brushed lips? <laughs> you guys French? You guys brushed lips? Wee oui, wee. So, oui. uh, I don't know. We, 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 we. <laughs> so Blair asks uh, how he knew that, but then changes her mind because she doesn't have time to care. And now that Dan, like, Dan's going to have the nerve to lecture her. He's like, I can't believe you. I thought you changed, which, and, and then he's like, oh, also, this is your fault that Chuck is going off the deep end and trying to get your attention again, which, where, man, where do you get off here? And I bet in reality, again, we, we when, didn't see this probably, but I, I bet Dan with his new iPhone is Googling like, bar mitzvahs in the area. <laughs> so he can hopefully Googling get what? A, He's Googling bar mitzvahs in the area, so he can go hopefully get a <laughs> shot with Blair. <laughs> My biggest question in this like, scene is, like, why did nobody lock the bathroom door? I was staring at the lock the entire time. There was a lock? Yeah. Well, then I have no... <laughs> I'm oh, like, really? Yeah, there was a I lock. I assumed there wasn't because it was, like, a public restroom. No, there was, like, a whole, like a, a lock on it, and I was like, no, um, nobody wants to... guard the door, not to lock the door. Well, she should have locked the door when she came in. She had to puke. Yeah, it took her oh. long enough to puke. It did. This is again when Blair's like, whatever Chuck is doing has nothing to do with me because uh, he told me to marry Louis and he meant it. Which, uh, sure, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you say. And, and he Chuck also said that like, I'll always doesn't love have you. To for you anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> Are we forgetting that? And so Blair hurries into the stall. Dan asks her if she's really going to uh, go with him in there. He's like, I don't think our friendship can handle that. And I feel like this can only bring them closer as, as, as friends here. And Blair yeah. replies that friendship is a tenuous term and to be a gentleman and run the water. So Dan does as he's told as Beatrice walks in and Dan tells her, you're going to have to come back because the princess is sick. And that is all Beatrice needs to hear. Like, she turns right Dan, around to tell Louis, which I mean, no way Dan could have known that this was the worst thing to say to the worst possible person. Like maybe yeah. Blair should have given him some more information, perhaps. Or just like if you're going to guard the door, doesn't she mean just like keep anyone out? Yeah. Right. He was too busy Beatrice turning the sink in, on. Yeah. yeah like, Get out. Mm-hmm. He was too busy like morally damning Blair for her cho- for her choices. She also a bitch was, so, wasn't alarmed when she just walks into the women's bathroom and sees Dan standing there <laughs> hovering. <laughs> so Blair exits a brand new person and forgives Dan and but Dan is not happy though because he is worried that Blair is bulimic again and Blair refutes this and says she was just sick of listening to Dan's inane questions but Dan it seems has like read a pamphlet on bulimia and tells Blair that eating disorders can return when someone is stressed and uh, that Chuck clearly isn't the only one freaking out. I do like that Dan has uh, read up on his friend's disorder seems Mm -hmm. like he wants to help and support her. I do not like that he keeps bringing Chuck back into this for some reason. Yeah, I guess he's just been talking to Chuck recently, so he's <laughs> front of mind. He's Got a little jealous. He's a little jealous. He's Danny, a little jealous. Dan is so weird because it seems that he's accepted that Blair is with Louis, but he still wants Blair to like him second most over Chuck, as if that matters right. at all. Yeah, he knows he can't fully have her, so he's like, he just wants to be important in her mind. Yeah. I do, what's that silver medal, baby? I don't think you can ever have a silver medal over Chuck, though. Like, But with the way that Chuck and Blair have been throughout these past five seasons or four plus now yeah but they they brushed lips they brushed lips they brushed lips but their beast had no backs though. <laughs> no backs no, no no two two uh, separate backs. No back to be <laughs> two separate backs two beasts um, one back <laughs> nick zumple's favorite video <laughs> <laughs> i was looking up two beasts one tupperware <laughs> <laughs> two beasts one <laughs> 
Claire is worried that Beatrice is getting suspicious, but and gets serious now. He tells her this isn't a joke. They aren't just leaving leaving this room until she agrees to get help. So Blair finally tells Dan she doesn't need help because she's not bulimic. She is pregnant. And naturally, Beatrice walks in as soon as she says this. Which she said, I'm going to get Louis, and then doesn't come back with him. And came back without Louis, yes. <laughs> and she's like, ooh, she's that's she's like, Already pregnant. smiling, like an evil smile as she opened the door, too. Like, what am I going to find? Louis, you're pregnant. Oh. Uh-huh, I knew it. <laughs> You're on drugs and you're pregnant with bulimia. (laughs) Pregnant with bulimia. (laughs) Blair and Dan now exit the bathroom and Blair is pleading with Beatrice to understand. It's still early. She didn't want to tell Louis yet until she was sure. And Louis overhears and asks what she wanted to tell him. And, you know, now we have one of our classic Gossip Girl scenes where we have like a bunch of overlapping characters in a group trying to figure out what to say to each other, how to proceed. And... Now that Beatrice knows Blair isn't bulimic, she seems to be back on board the Blair train and is willing to help her, which weird set of motivations here for Beatrice. Uh, I wasn't exactly following what was happening here, but she covers for Blair, tells Louis that uh, they were talking about Blair's great idea to invite the homeless into their meal. Yeah. Which uh, is crazy because Blair would never. <laughs> right. Yeah, Blair She's like, homeless. dine with us? <laughs> okay, maybe they can come with like, the soup kitchen and we can all wear gloves maybe. And, and yeah. We can do that. And so... Um, this point and checks gossip girl and sees a video of chuck walking on the wrong side of town uh, gossip girl is calling chuck the bass man at this point i guess that's a new that's a new nickname we have for him <laughs> his new vanity plate his, his limo is the bass man <laughs> who is taking this video Un- unclear i was so thinking Dan the same thing he- i'm like are, is, is, is chuck just like go. used to people just taking videos of him Probably, on the street yeah. like it's yes, just so no. weird so uh shouldn't like Dan announces that he has to go and no one reacts shouldn't louis and beatrice be wondering what he's doing there to begin with yeah in his t-shirt and jeans like, what, yeah what they're thing? like he yeah came please to, do he, go into this royal event wearing a, a t-shirt brought blair to the bathroom and then left <laughs> like what must they be thinking <laughs> yeah even as, no as soon as they first him. see them see him across the the way in the church i'd be like what is he doing here but as soon as she walks over there they, they're just like well Let's get back to those burn yogi beans, whatever. Burn yogi beans. <laughs> burn yogi beans. <laughs> they love them. They can't get enough of those burn yogi beans. So, uh, Blair makes Dan promise he won't say anything, and he won't, but he reminds Blair that she can't hide this forever. So Beatrice tells Louis that he's right and that Blair would make the perfect princess, and Blair is like, and Beatrice will make the perfect sister-in-law, and they're saying the right things, but like with the music playing, this exchange sounds weirdly sinister. Yeah, yeah. That's There's why, something I, going on. I don't know what her motivation was here to cover for her. Like, why she prolonged this. Right. We do know I, why. I, she doesn't... Do we? I mean, well, the pregnancy she doesn't said, help her. She said that um, the mom would be, like, happy. Like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, okay, the, yep, thanks. Yeah. But at, at this point now, shouldn't Louis be wondering why Beatrice is all of a sudden no longer obsessed with Blair's eating disorder? Well, she, she had... She ate the bean. The Binyogi bean? I guess so. Yeah, that's all we need to say. Oh, she's safe. Healthy. Ate the Binyogi bean. She took a little nibble. Maybe I love the bean. Charlie bean. and Serena. <laughs> Serena thinks that it's not fair that... <laughs> Thank you, Louis. All right, run along now. <laughs> Did Charlie... you me? I don't think you understand. Maybe Serena... <laughs> she loves the Binyogi bean. All right. Thank you, Louis. <laughs> Save it for Lonely Voice Theater. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> how do you want me to react, Louis? I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. All right. I think he's gone. <laughs> so, I'll talk to you later. So, all right. Bye, Louis. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. All right. <laughs> Louis gone. <laughs> Serena thinks that it's not fair that Charlie got cut off just because she left Florida. Uh, she said she was actually going to call Aunt Carol, but she's waiting for Charlie to come back first. Um, that would have been weird if, if Carol gets a call from Serena out of nowhere and is like, how dare you cut Charlie off again? She'd be like, what the what fuck? What the fuck are you about? <laughs> yeah. That would spoil it a little bit. It would, yeah. So Charlie says she doesn't want to involve Carol because she said she's the one that wanted to make it on her own and Carol will just try to make her come back. And Serena's like, that's true, good point, but we can't live here. You have to come live with me. And Charlie's like, that's impossible. I can't afford it. But Serena says it will be possible. Once Grandma Cece calls to the bank and makes it impossible for Carol to cut her off again and like dollar signs are going off in Ivy's eyes, mm-hmm. maybe maybe this is somehow working out better than she ever could have imagined. So I guess nobody in this family knows what the real Charlie looks like at all and they, they never will. Oh, apparently not. <laughs> I guess so. Not. I kind of okay. hope the real Charlie uh, shows up eventually. She's gotta. We determined. We will see. I guess the only thing uh, that what could happen, Char- I guess, is um, what's her name? Lily's sister could maybe show Carol. up again and see, like, oh, there's the fake. There's a the person I hired, uh, and that could stir up some trouble. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Save it for the predictions. Uh, Charlie's like, that won't work. But Serena has pretty much already taken care of it. She has explained to Cece what happened. Cece agreed that it's not right. She also doesn't want to deal with Carol's wrath. So Cece's not even going to tell Carol about this. So she won't even know. And like, I love that Serena unknowingly helped this con woman, like thinking she's doing something great for her cousin. (laughs) And (laughs) Charlie takes this new information. She can't believe Serena would do this for her. And Serena's like, all right, well, I got to meet with my boss right now. But after, we Rhodes girls need to stick together. And, like, if this actually was Serena's cousin, such a nice thing that she's doing. Still is a super yeah, nice thing yeah. Serena's doing with the knowledge she has. So good for Serena here. Um, but you're right, though. It is funny then, that, like, uh, the, the, the second that Charlie sees Serena, she's like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm so fucked. Like, so I'm, I'm going to be found out. And then Serena so accidentally helps her because she can't do anything yeah. right. <laughs> She's like, here's an uh, an unlimited amount of money, and the person who hired you will never know. I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> All right, excellent. <laughs> I truly cannot believe the dumb luck that Charlie has stumbled into. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's Serena, so that's, that's kind of what she does. Yeah, for the course. Uh, Chuck is getting his shit rocked again, and Dan tries to save the day yet again. And it's funny how incredulous he is. He comes, he's like, whoa, whoa, come on, guys. Again, you can't just... And then what's even funnier is one of the guys just quickly punches Dan in the face mm. to shut him up, which yeah. uh, might have been my joke of the episode. I definitely laugh at that. And <laughs> Dan's like, I am not part of Chuck's payment plan, which, which is also funny. <laughs> the guys are only going to stop if he says the safe word, which apparently is just the stop. word stop, yeah. which is <laughs> simple but effective. And, and uh, Dan gets Chuck to stop the guys. They just leave. And Chuck explains to Dan that he isn't trying to kill himself. Uh, he was just hoping that it would hurt. And Dan is like to dull the pain of losing Blair, but Chuck keeps explaining. He's like, "You don't understand. I feel nothing when I see her and Louis, or when I jump off a building, or when I crash a motorcycle. Even you don't irritate me." So Dan tells Chuck he could have died, and Chuck asks him, "Is being dead that much worse than being nothing?" Which, ooh, kind of a sad, uh, haunting question. But yeah. uh, Dan doesn't answer it. They both just turn and leave after he says that. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, "Hang on, hang on. We gotta get in the elevator first. Exactly. The elevator. It is kind of strange oh. that he keeps wanting to get the shit beat out of him because he doesn't. If he's trying to feel something, didn't you already do this last time? Like, how many times have you gotten beat up? And you're like, ah, you know what? Still nothing. I guess I'll try again next time. Time's week. the time, baby. He's like, maybe <laughs> right. if I puncture so, my lungs, I'll feel something. I guess. So Chuck can't feel pain. He can't feel anything, really, and he's been trying to. So that's why Chuck has been acting crazy these past couple of episodes. He just wants to feel something, but he is unable to. Uh, so we don't know when exactly this started or what exactly caused it at this point. Although, I mean, you know, 
even before Dan points out uh, pointed out like we can guess what's happening. Right, the timeline does work out for uh, when he gave up Blair for Louis. Right. So now Dan is the only other person who knows this, and so uh, that's, that's what's secrets. going on. With he's got Chuck's secrets. Yeah, and really. Blair's secrets. Everyone is trusting Dan this episode. He's just gathering up all the intel. Um, Nate and Diana are on their date. And Nate got his mom to change her mind by letting her choose his internship. So uh, Nate is letting his mom decide his future job all because he wants to have sex with this older woman, which sounds exactly like something Nate would do. Not surprised at all. Yeah, no, there's no yeah. shock there. Also, Nate's nope. and Diana's ship name is Date, too. Yeah, that's funny. good. Date. Uh, <laughs> Diana, I guess, doesn't really work. Hey, I want to, um, babe, want to go on a date? <laughs> that's us, too. Hey. <laughs> I don't think he would even be clever enough. <laughs> no, he thought about it for a while. That's why he like laughed right away because he uh, decided to tell this joke. That he thought of. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Diana's like, "Why do either of those?" And it's like, "Well, I got to start planning for my future." And Diana says, "Well, how about working for me instead?" Which that sex must have been good. Like Nate is gonna fuck his way to the top, I guess. I still don't good know what this him. lady wants. If she really does, just like enjoy fucking this young man. No, there's got to be something well, to it, like the whole thing about... She had that phone call. Yeah, she had that phone call last week. Right, the phone call. I don't know. Was that like to his dad? Mm. Hi, Mr. Archibald. <laughs> fuck your son. <laughs> hey, I, 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 can you do me a favor? Just fuck my son a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch. So, It'll really fuck with him. Nate's like, Nate's like, I'm not a journalist, but Diana thinks that with his persuasion skills, he would be perfect for sales or marketing. Because I really didn't want to fuck like you. She's you persuaded hiring... me to bang you. <laughs> Wait, it sounds like she's hiring Nate to have sex with everyone. Oh, I didn't even so, pick up on that. Yeah, I just I thought she meant like, oh, you could actually do sales because. I mean, I don't, I don't know do how this. serious I'm being, but she <laughs> says he has good persuasion skills. He persuaded his persuasion skills is just just for having sex. sex. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good for Nate then. Yeah, right. <laughs> great, great for Nate. <laughs> and so Nate says that he would have to convince his family, especially after he just made that deal with his mom, which seems like a hard sell. But Diana tells him she'll see him in the office next week, and they kiss. Again, what is this lady's motive here? I don't know. There's something fishy going on. Like, the whole thing about wanting to interview his mom for whatever. What is it called? Mm. Uh, the New York Spectator. No, like, but whatever, like, the article oh, that she was, uh, like. The disgraced businessman. Yeah, there's got to be something with, like, his dad, like. Yeah, I, can, I can see his dad being involved somehow. I don't know. Not like to the point of telling her to have sex with his son, but like. Make sure you do it right in the stairwell near the house. <laughs> I have a camera planted there yeah. for that. <laughs> Anne is looking into Chuck's conversion disorder, which uh, Anne is doing more diagnosing of Chuck than the doctor that, was, that <laughs> Seriously. they pay. Yeah. <laughs> So people become blind, paralyzed, or unable to feel after experiencing a psychological trauma. Um, that's what we're we're gonna say that Chuck has, I guess. I, I've been saying that I wanted Dan Chuck team up, I, and I have missed this duo. Uh, was this uh, delivering for you guys? This yeah. was, yeah, this is good. I, I like whenever they interact. We we know this, but um, this is really one of the first parts of the episode besides the Blair stuff that I was enjoying. Like, okay, cool. Like, I I, I wasn't sure how much more we'd get of it when it was Dan Chuck and Nate because that, that happens sometimes because. Dan and Nate are friendly, so you will have that that crossover here and there. But I'm glad mm. that uh, it extended past that. I I agree, um, and that they're going to use Chuck. Chuck for scheming now, which yes, I'm just yes. going to enjoy. Oh yeah, Chuck is not impressed with Dan's findings. Uh, Dan thinks he should see someone so he can try to feel again, uh, which you know you'd think that 
yes man Chuck would say yes to this, but nope. Uh, and it, also, instead of pain, why not try to feel good things? And Dan says, I could tickle you. Which <laughs> I really wish you got a tickle. Maybe my joke of the episode, too. And I was just saying last week that I thought uh, Chuck, Nate, and Serena were going to start tickling each other. <laughs> they were, yeah. <laughs> so... Chuck would rather discuss why Dan needed his help before, and Dan explains that he wrote a novel that no one was supposed to see, but Vanessa found it and sent it to a publisher, so he has to find out which one it is so he can stop it from coming out. And Chuck is confused because he thought getting published was the goal of an author, which is interesting that Dan is actively working against his goals and ambitions to keep whatever it is he wrote from people's eyes, and he explains to Chuck that it is a scathing social satire about everyone he knows, including Chuck, and Chuck just says, ah, the return of Charlie Trout. He seems kind of excited. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, I would if, if I were him, no matter what it's really about, whatever the contents are, I would be excited just to be in a book as an egomaniac. Yeah, I mean, what could he say about Chuck? Like that Chuck is Chuck already knows. prepared for. After that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Chuck, He's knows, bad PR. Chuck knows who he is. <laughs> exactly. He's like so. Yeah. The plan: get into Vanessa's bank account so he can see who's making the deposits before anyone sees what he wrote. And Chuck is surprisingly willing to help, and we have our favorite duo back together again. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. They, they're Woo-hoo. helping each other. Scratch their backs, making a, two scratchy beast backs. Don't, don't turn them into beasts. <laughs> two scratchy know. beast backs. <laughs> oh, no. no. Uh, Ivy starts. is packing. <laughs> That's, they always, he always starts with scratching. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ivy's packing, and boyfriend Max comes back. He's excited. Jason said they can crash with him and his roommates until they find their own place. But uh, now Ivy has to break the bad news, and she, like, rips the band-aid off. She says she doesn't think she can go. Max is like, well, it'll be great, great. I brought off the onion-flavored snacks for the road and these things. <laughs> As he holds up huge beef jerky sticks. Like, and she's like, why'd you color all over the bag? <laughs> <laughs> it does seem really sweet. But also, yeah. why did he pack things that are going to make their breath smell terrible? Like, Jason's going to kick I mean, to be fair, that is, that is actually kind of gross. But those are very those are classic road trip, road, road trip snacks, yeah. He's just missing something sweet. Oh, yeah. He I mean, needs like a peanut butter M&M or something. Are Funyuns vegan? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I could uh, definitely use some live Googling right now. Yeah, good question. <laughs> Beef jerky is obviously well, not. Beef jerky? I wouldn't no. be surprised if it was. I did try. Mm, that's good. I actually good. did. Try, there, I did see a vegan beef jerky at a rest stop once and I got it and it was uh, bad. Oh, Honestly, okay. I, I, anything that's not like the super processed gross Slim Jim is pretty bad. Like if you give me uh, the real hard dry jerky, sometimes they're pretty nasty. Just, yeah, just no. give me a, give yeah, me a Slim Jim. Just also, let I don't me really snap care. into a Slim Jim. Yeah. In most cases, Funyuns can be considered a vegan-friendly chip option. What are the cases it can? I don't know. Uh, I guess certain flavors. Their flavors, including the popular Flame and Hot variety, generally adhere to vegan guidelines. Why does it say generally adhere? Yeah, it's very, very cryptic. I think we're good. Yeah. I think if anyone wants to send me Funyuns. I mean, I'm not really a Funyun guy, so maybe uh, hold off on sending me Funyuns. Uh Not that anyone actually would do that. but I um, love Funyuns. (laughs) Send me Funyuns. Really? I love onions. Yeah, onions guy. are my favorite vegetable. Onions are really good. These, onion these are just onions that are fun. So what's the difference? Crunchy. You don't like, you don't um, like having fun? Onion. I don't like onion rings. I, I just like the... Really? I, you know, once we start frying the onions, I don't really like them. I like a good raw onion. Yeah. Which, so which one would you prefer, if anything? Would you like the onion ring better that has just the, the batter around it and like just the ring? Or do you like the ones that like that are minced? And You know what I mean? Like if, Sometimes if you bite the onion ring, the whole onion comes out. There's those oh, versions like versus the, the little ones that are just kind of... Uh, All American? Yeah, like more fast food-y. Uh, neither. I don't have a preference. <laughs> I just want my, my onion. That's so strange. <laughs> yeah, give me the... Really when I get fry. an accidental onion ring in my, in my fries, I'm like... Oh, oh, oh I'm, so excited, I'm so excited when that happens. Hurry! You guys can have it when, when it comes in mind if you want. All right. All right. So, 
So Max asks what changed, because he's excited about their big Portland move, so his, all his dreams can come true. But Ivy gets a message uh, from Serena that the limo is downstairs, and so she tells him she's sorry, but she realized the thing that's making her unhappy in L.A. isn't L.A., it's you. Which, God, that is so hard. Yeah, I, you know, actually, just, it's nothing about our dreams or anything. I just don't really like you. I just don't like you. And, I, he, and, and I'm his just response, realizing that now. I love you. I was like, oh, oh God. poor Max. He desperately asks where this is coming from, tells Ivy that he loves her, and... Ivy apologizes and tells him to be happy and that she never meant to hurt him, which, God, that is so tough. So, so tough. Poor Max. Yeah, it's, it's, this is going to be a while to recover for this guy that who loved her and now has no explanation as to why anything ended. No, he is never going to love or trust again. Like, no. I am. It, this Max. is like, Ivy fucked this guy up for sure. <laughs> like, this is terrible. Um, speaking of limos. Beatrice and Father Cavalia are in one, and Beatrice is lamenting how perfect it would have been for her mother to find out that Louis was giving away his title because his fiance was bulimic. Uh, she would have never forgiven him. It would have been perfect. And so Father asks, why not just tell her that Blair is pregnant, but that won't work because nothing would make her happier than a grandchild by Golden Boy. So Beatrice needs to find another way to get Louis out of Monaco for good so that Mother will see that she was the right choice to take over all along. Uh, so now... Pretty much we just have Beatrice actively working against Blair and Louis. So obviously uh, mm -hmm. obviously, this season needed some royal conflict. Right. And the, her and the priest make out. Yeah, well, yeah why, the father's what's, being a, What's that about? <laughs> what's the point of that? I don't know. He's like, he's like, okay, now call me daddy instead of father. <laughs> Not just father. <laughs> daddy, father yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just have them talk to you. Like, the father's being turned on by Beatrice's vengeance, and they, of course, it, start making it out. Is, like, so. I, it's weird that it didn't surprise me, though, because... Any scene with two people alone in a limo in this show just makes me feel like they're going to hook up. Yeah. Ever so since Charlie Blair. comes down. Charlie comes down to the limo. She's not going to hook up with Serena though, so don't have to worry about that. <laughs> okay. uh, Serena. They could. Serena asks how we're crazy. <laughs> Serena, we're not actually related. You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so Serena asks how her crazy roommate took it, and Charlie tells her that it wasn't easy, but he'll be fine. And Serena's like, maybe we should get even further away from him. Like, the Upper East Side. And it turns out that Serena's new boss was only in L.A. for this movie. Their meeting was about her transferring back to the New York office, which would have been nice for Serena to know uh, before she started to so look funny. into new apartments. Hey, by the way, you're moving to New York now. Like, yeah, she was looking for apartments in L.A., and she dropped out of Columbia. Like, I feel like the writers are just now at the end of this episode realizing, huh, we can't keep Serena in New York. So now they're just like, surprise, she's coming back. Yeah, it... As soon as it happened, I got mad. I mean, so is she going to go back to Columbia as well? Because, like, she obviously can now because she's going to be in New York. But she's still a working know. girl. I don't know. She's such a... It's obviously just, like, an easy reason for her to get back to New York. But... I can't stand when she's yeah, in New York. I, I would just, I'm just, like, more... Most of the show. I feel bad for Charlie a little... Or Ivy. I'll just call her Ivy a little bit here and there. I feel bad for her okay. because she was ready to just now just, all right, let's live in this cool, swanky... LA apartment and now Trina just expects her to just drop everything whatever I guess she doesn't assume that Ivy has anything going yeah. on so she thinks like oh she'll be fine with just going to the opposite part of the country and now she doesn't have to run into Max anymore so that's that's convenient yeah so Serena wants Charlie to come with her Charlie is hesitant because last time didn't work out too well but Serena's not worried uh, this time her mom won't be there she'll have her trust fund uh, she begs Charlie to say yes and Charlie agrees why not she thinks she's done here as she glances back up at the place of the guy she just cruelly dumped and is also like leaving to pay all of the rent now and also just convince him to quit his job like Max got absolutely fucked poor Max poor Max do we ever see Max again yes we do really <gasps> wow Max is not done baby yeah Okay. Welcome to New York, Max. It's oh, been Max. waiting for you. Wow. 
I'm not sure. I, I don't remember if he uh, makes the move to New York as well, but I, we will see Max. I assume see all of season work. six of Gossip Girl is going to be in Portland. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. They all move the, in with the uh, weird with season, Jason man. Harris. Yeah, Jason and Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> what more could we need? <laughs> so Dan answers the door. Uh, Blair is here at the loft. She tells Dan that he's the only person she can have a furtive, emotionally loaded conversation with right now. And she asks how Chuck is, and Dan's like, ah, he's okay, sort of, uh, but doesn't really go into any details there. And Dan asks how Blair how she is, and she answers pregnant. And, like, keep in mind that Blair feels comfortable talking to Dan about this, hasn't even told Serena, which, yes, Serena is in L.A. right now, but, like, really telling how far the Blair and Dan friendship has come. Yeah, I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. I do. Even though Dan's beautiful. still number three in life. Blair's life. So. What? Where, where, where is Serena now if, Blair, if Dan's number three in... Serena's just falling, She's falling just further and further she, down the rankings. Maybe top five yeah. at best. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Dorota has got to be up there. Yeah. Ducks. Yeah, ducks. Mallards. Ducks probably know better, Brett. Yeah, the mallards. Yeah. <laughs> ducks five, mallards six. <laughs> so. Dan tells Blair that she has options. He does not expressly name what the options are, but Blair says she's considered them all. Uh, no matter what, the baby was conceived out of love, and she's going to keep it, which sounds like a weird uh, binary system for determining right. to whether to keep a baby or not, but it is Blair's choice. I, I guess in her I'll head she's it. saying uh, it's either Chucks or Louie, both of people that I love. I thought that too, right, and then yeah. I was like, but what if next episode she slept with Dan and it's actually Dan's child? Well, if they, if they go back she, to that well. You won't love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next week, the writers come back and are like, oh, wait, remember that kiss? We actually did have sex. I forgot. It's going to be mine. So Dan asks if she hasn't told Louie because it might be Chuck's. And Blair's like, well, listen, I only slept with Chuck, wa- Chuck once, and I've slept with Louie a hundred times, which is she exaggerating? Like, does she mean literally a hundred? Because they've been busy if, if it's been a hundred. She I mean, says, like, he's very put together, but he's like a... F- freak basically <laughs> it's like her next line He's i was like, like oh yeah. my god okay and yeah. then uh by sheer law of probability it must be louise except as dan explains the definition of probability means strong likelihood not known fact and blair tells dan to put his giant intellect aside and just join her in oh. positive thinking but so she does know I mean, he's oh. got a big dick <laughs> uh, Dan knows that even Blair Waldorf can't bend DNA to her will. But I mean, if anyone could, I feel like it would be Blair. Could, yeah, could yeah. bend sure. some DNA. I mean, yeah, has she tried? I don't know. Maybe she can. It's a very so, filthy conversation. <laughs> Blair laments that she's so close to marrying a great man who's a prince, and she can't be this close to having all her dreams come true, only to have them yanked away by one transgression at a stranger's bar mitzvah. Mm. <laughs> so mean, funny. That what a what a bar mitzvah it was, though. It's funny that she starts the conversation <laughs> off by talking about how she was hoping denial would last longer but she sort of is still in denial because i think she's telling herself that there's no way it could be chucks because deep down she might know it would probably is chucks right right she knows that bar mitzvah that bar mitzvah sex was so good that like it yeah. probably spawned the child she's, like, had, she's yeah. like we didn't use a condom at the bar mitzvah and me and louis use a condom every single time Constantly. but it has to be <laughs> it has to be louis yeah so, probability says <laughs> and sperm also does swim stronger at bar mitzvahs yeah i have heard that yeah um, so throughout the episode we seem to be getting confirmation that Blair and Dan did only kiss as we've been saying like I again the the original writers are back they did not have sex despite the weird hints we got less episodes surely it would have come up in this scene and it does not so we seem to be setting up that this is either Louie's baby or Chuck's so I will ask you whose baby is it Chuck's yeah I think it's gonna be Chuck's I mean okay. there's no way that, that Louie and Blair Chuck get married baby? so that's gonna break up the marriage you don't think the marriage is happening? No, either. no. We get to the wedding for sure, right. but uh, I don't think the marriage happens. Do you is think Dorota's baby is also Chuck's? Or it's Louise? Oh. That one's Or Louise. I guess it could be Hanya's. 
I thought it was one of the workers. Yeah. Because she's right. been on a so, fuck spree. <laughs> <laughs> she's been yeah, that was actually true. Like, there wasn't lying about that. <laughs> of the fu- a fuck spree. <laughs> Wee wee fuck spree. Wee 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 fuck spree. Dan thinks that Blair should know who the father is. If not for herself, then for the baby. And Blair starts to cry and asks, "What if she loses everything?" And then Dan replies, "You'll still have me." Aww. As we end the episode, with Blair like laying in Dan's arms and crying. Um, yeah, I love how Dan. do we feel? What? It's sweet. He, I think it's a he little... had his good moments and his bad moments I know. in this episode. It's sweet because it. it's a nice moment, but also. You know Dan, and there's a little bit of ulterior motive. Even if right. he, whether he wants to believe it or not, he is being there for her because he loves her and wishes they were together. Dan is like of, the creepy like, kid. Like Dan's like the creepy kid in your friend group who like has a crush on you desperately and like doesn't want. Like oh, I'll be your best friend. I'll be. I, I should be like your yeah. best girlfriend, but just really wants to sleep with you. Yeah. Right. He was like he said, "You'll always have me," and then he whispered into her ear, "As long as you don't fuck Chuck again, <laughs> fucking asshole, fucking asshole, fucking asshole." <laughs> I thought that we had the last kiss before Louis. <laughs> Tell me it's Chuck. <laughs> Choking her. <laughs> Never have sex with Chuck again. <laughs> Just a ragdoll. <laughs> Still sleeping. So that's that's our episode. Um, let's get into some segments here. Let's do a user review of the week. We have comedy fans loyal work here. Uh, they gave the episode a 7 out of 10 and said, Poor Charlie. Serena was very consistent, so now she's going back to NYC to live the fake life. I'm sure that will be good. Blair's pregnancy story was pretty amusing in this episode. I found the moments with Dorota pretty funny. And her hiding it all while feeling sick was also pretty good. The best is, of course, her friendship with Dan and talking to him. All right. Thank you, comedy fan. Very, thank very, you. Very well said. Where'd they go? Next week, the episode is titled The Jewel of Denial. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? The Jewel, the Jewel of Denial. denial. Uh, maybe we finally get closer to f- people finding out about the pregnancy? Maybe. Or are they going to prolong it even more? Jewel, like her ring? Jewel, like her I don't know. fetus? Denial, like the river? Yep. The river, like her, <laughs> yep, her blood coming out of her? What? Yep. <laughs> you guys are really spot <laughs> on. I don't know where you were going with that, Brennan, but I'm not going yeah. that way. The, Isn't the there a, lot of, says a that river of blood when the baby comes out? A river of blood? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the health video in a long time. <laughs> did did Gage just, just go, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, say what now? <laughs> the baby comes out in a river of blood. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was a mm-hmm or if it was mm-hmm. a hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the river of blood, river of dreams, Billy Joel, Joel Olstein. <laughs> <laughs> also in pay it forward. <laughs> well, let us know in the comments whether uh, Gagan said hmm or mm-hmm. That's, uh, <laughs> that's hashtag um her. <laughs> what? Yep. It's a feminine pod. <laughs> You can't just confidently say that as if it made sense. <laughs> Usually it's mm him. <laughs> so that's mm her. Yeah, it's mm her. It's a feminine pod. <laughs> it's a good catch-all. Okay. Uh, the preview says that Nate must decide whether to cross moral lines. And 
Preview loves telling us what's going on with Nate, even though he's like the C story every week. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he doesn't even really qualify for a C, as we've said before. That's true. More like D story. Right. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I guess this one, he we kind of is doing a D mm-hmm. story. That's true. Mm-hmm. I think that was the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> let's let's grade the episode. Uh, Brendan, I went first last week, so you can go first this week. Yeah. Let's see the episode grade. Oh, God. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> Very aggressive over there. I have to do some editing to also calm down the peaking of that D story earlier. Yeah. <laughs> D story. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Grade the episode, bitch. <laughs> I know it's scary month, but my, my lord. Um, I give this episode... A C minus. It's pretty boring. It's all, it's all set up. Everything that's going on is sort of setting up what's going to go on hopefully next episode but knowing this show is going to be settled like in the mid-season finale i bet no one's going to find out that blair's pregnant until the end of the season <laughs> with the way the story goes they love uh, a slow burn yeah i don't know it's it's just uh it's okay the saving grace really is the anything that has to do with dan surprisingly even though we, we talked about hey he wasn't like the best he was good and bad uh but anything that had to do with him in this episode was the only entertaining stuff even like the Chuck yeah, stuff yeah, was okay, yeah. but we don't know where that's going to land. It wasn't resolved at all. The Charlie stuff is just beginning. The Blair being pregnant stuff is sort of just beginning too, even though it has been going on. So I don't know. Uh, I want I wanted more out of this. I wanted more. But I wasn't mad. I wasn't angry at it okay. for being bad. Mm-hmm. It was just very lackluster. <laughs> yeah. All right. Lack so Brendan lackluster. is giving this a C minus. Uh, fiance of the pod, Nicole. What is your episode grade? Um, I guess maybe I'll give it a, maybe I'll give it a B only because I actually like kind of enjoyed this one and I wasn't frustrated with every five seconds. Okay. All yeah. right. It was good. Okay. It's, you know, we got some things in motion. I, I can't tell you where it's going at all, but we got some things in motion. Mm. All right. Things are okay. in motion. And I will say that, uh, this episode wasn't as zany as last week, but it did make a little more sense. Yeah, I wanted I guess. more zany. And, yeah, I want some. We all want some more Zane, and we find out like why Chuck is doing what he's been doing, even if the answer is still kind of nonsensical. Uh, Nate once again on a side quest to fuck an older woman, so that's whatever. Uh, Blair's storyline is still the most boring for me, weirdly, but it looks like it's heating up a little with the pregnancy drama, and and maybe the royal conflict will start to get more interesting. I don't, I, I just still don't care about Louis, even though he seems no. nice enough. And like, where the hell is Lily? We still don't have eyes on her. Uh, Serena doesn't have much to do, even though I'm excited for Charlie Ivy to move back. Uh, but the fun stuff hasn't started yet. Like, we're still in the yeah. setup stage. Uh, what this episode does have going for it is, is, like you said, the Dan Chuck scenes, which are the funniest of the episodes, and the Dan Blair scenes, which are the uh, most emotionally rewarding of the episodes. So these two pairs remain two of my favorites in the show. And I, I think, with, with all that, th- I think it makes this episode slightly stronger than last week. So I, I will give it a B-. minus. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm worried right. that Louis is so boring that he's going to start annoying me but luckily he's been he's been okay enough where he hasn't pissed me off yet because he's not a bag of bad actor he's just really they have nothing from do besides stand there and be royal right and every right. so often he'll just like say a couple words yeah hmm. so let's do our mvps brendan who is your mvp of the episode um it's a i want to say dan at first because like i said before he really his plot lines sort of carry the episode but i didn't necessarily love his motives for either side of things like with blair it was funny because he's a nice friend but also wants to bang her with chuck he really needs a favor out of him that's why he's helping him too uh so i'm not gonna go with dan 
and there's nobody else that's that great except for I mean, is this back to back weeks for Dorota? For me, I don't remember. It is. Is it? Yeah. Dorota last week as well. Yeah. Dorota is officially pregnant this episode. We 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 didn't know yes, until until today that she is, and good for her. She gets another episode in the spotlight, and she thrives. And she's just anytime we get to see more than a minute of her, she's great. So more than a minute, more than a minute. I see the road is pregnant. More than a minute, I think she's pregnant. We know she's pregnant. This is really good stuff. We should put this on the on the CD coming out next month. Really, I'm really into Lonely Boys the CD. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, you're not gonna go oh, CD. <laughs> CD's nuts. <laughs> no, it's more <laughs> she-d. It's a feminine pod. Oh, this is a feminine <laughs> pod. This is a feminine pod. <laughs> Beyonce Nicole, who was your MVP of the episode? MV she of the episode. MC she of the episode. <laughs> Who's your she 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 of the she she? Uh, my M M C C. I don't know. Um, who's my M C C of the episode? I I. You like... just want to keep saying it. <laughs> M C C. Um, Max. Poor Max. Okay, Poor Max. Max. <laughs> Poor Max. He has a rough episode, but if he's No, I guess I'll go. I'll probably go. Um, I might go Dan. All right. I feel like I always vote okay. Dan. The rare Dan well, it, it cancels the out the other the other guests who will always. I know just everyone yeah. hates him. I know he, he, he had a he got a bad rap last season. He he had a good season and uh, bad score overall. Yeah. On the year. Yes. Um, for me, I was thinking Ivy, but I don't like how she treated poor Max. So mm. I will give it to uh, Brendan. I'm I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I'm giving it to Dorota. She is still doing great work, being very supportive of Blair, always being there for Blair no matter what, uh, being a great piece of comic relief throughout the episode. And she's supporting Blair without the weird uh, jealousy streak that Dan has. So yeah, uh, I will give give the edge to Dorota there. Uh, so Dorota coming, starting off season five strong yeah, with three MVPs hot. in the first two episodes. Damn. Oh, yeah. Way to go. Um, and now... Let's do the LVP. Brendan, who's your El Shishi of the episode? <laughs> My El Shishi is a she, I will say. Uh, I don't normally like to give the LVP to just like the regular old villain of the episode because it's kind of boring. And if, usually the villains are fun in this show too, but this villain is just not fun. And Beatrice, she's just kind of. We don't understand her motive until later in the episode, and it's a fine motive, sure. But uh, she's not like a thrilling villain and she's also rude about the <laughs> about yeah. the potential <laughs> disease uh so it's it's, yeah. it's shitty um i wish she was just more evil yeah you know, you know? You more wish, evil would be you wish she was more fun, evil yeah. yeah like more maniacal yeah. she's like it's her motive is too boring and clear-cut mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nicole I'm, your LVP? i might give it to nate's new girlfriend oh okay i feel like there's oh, some... diana Payne. yeah Diana Payne and my forget the names. Oh shit! <laughs> oh baby! No, I just feel like there's something up, and so that's kind of why I'm going to give her my L. She she because attitude. she just is a little, she's <laughs> uh, a little sus. Well, Do you think uh, Nate ate her hey. tuna melt in that in the stairwell earlier? <laughs> Why'd you have to bring the tuna melts back? <laughs> We're almost done. We didn't have to say tuna melt for the rest of the episode. Um, me, I wanted to give it to Dan for being so weird and pathetic about like kissing Blair, but then then I just saw 
how shitty of an episode this poor guy Max had. And like this guy does nothing except be a good boyfriend to the person he loves and who th- he thinks loves him back. And he gets rewarded by, like, like I said, getting dumped, left with no job and no roommate and like double the rent now because his roommate's gone. <laughs> Tough episode for my guy Max. Hopefully he can bounce yeah. back. Uh, so Max is going to be my LVP, unfortunately. Um, and that is going to do it except, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. We are going to do the great scene where Dan happens upon Chuck getting his shit rocked by two goons yeah. in the alleyway. <laughs> and two goons, one line, as is uh, Nick Sample's favorite YouTube video. Uh, so whoever is being the goons can just... <laughs> I don't like anyone listening knows what we're talking about. With the two no. girls, one cup thing. People definitely know. No, no but like, what we're, like, I don't know. Moving on. I keep saying Nick Sample's favorite. Like, yeah, right. they, I mean, context, they can get like what I'm referring right. to, but, but not I don't know like, why we're what, what, that guy <laughs> that they don't know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, Brendan, you usually like being Chuck. Do you want to be Chuck or do you want to be someone else? Uh, if Nicole, you have any preference? I don't care. Okay, I'll be Chuck. All right. Uh, Nicole, I know you like your guy, Dan. Would you like to be Gan- Dan or would you like to be the goon? Um, Who do you want to be? I listen. I have no He's preference. Begging to be the it's goon. A, it's, it's he wants to, to be the goon, right? He wants to be the goon. I'll be Dan. I'll, be the goon. <laughs> I'll well, well, I'll be Dan. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope Rufus says that all the time. Every time he walks in, why would him, he say that? Well, I'll why would be Dan, Dan say that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think he says that a lot whenever he sleeps with Vanessa. <laughs> I think that makes sense. Well, I'll be Dan. All right. Well, if we all have our scripts out in front of us, uh, Dan, whenever you're ready. Okay. Hold this. Okay. Oh, it's really pumped. What are you doing? <laughs> what is happening over there? <laughs> Wait. The theatrics. You... Hold on. Oh, <laughs> Wait, are you being Dan right now? What is happening? Hey, I'm not part of his payment plan. That was. I was slapping. Did you hear the slap? Oh, I thought you were like doing like the action. I was slapping my hands together so that he got punched all right, in the face. All right. hey, hey, hey. So, sorry. Mr. Bass said nothing should stop us except his safe word. Well, this is serious. He could die. All this be madness. <laughs> what is he rapping? <laughs> Yet there is some method in it. I'm kicking oh. you. Oh, I wish I could feel that. guess that wasn't the safe word. Chuck, Chuck. Tell them to stop. Okay, fine. Secret word, stop. Uh, let's get out of here. Stop, really? That's it? Somebody get this guy what? depression medication. <laughs> but then no one will sleep with me because they hate antidepressant men. I couldn't remember the word wow. antidepressant. <laughs> um, depression medication. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wow. What a scene yet again. Knocked it out of the park again. And that does it for all of our segments. So that, that's it for us, except, of course, for some plugs. But before we do that, downside the pod, Nicole, thank you for joining the Five Timers Club. Wow. Thank you for for coming in here with your expert analysis. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to plug at this hour? Um, no. Okay, she thought about okay. it. It came out. <laughs> she sure thought about it. Um, you well, could listen. You could listen. To, <laughs> you can listen to mine and Brennan's podcast from last year for Over the Garden Wall called Over the Garden Pod. Yeah, that's been uh, getting season. some. That's been getting some new listens in the spooky season. Some new October oh, buzz. Now, 
didn't they take over the garden pod? I mean, over the garden wall off of HBO Max, and you cannot access that show anywhere. I haven't watched it that yet this year, so maybe I haven't either. Uh, could be on. I believe I, it might be on Hulu though. No, I believe I saw people complaining about that. Well, if you haven't watched it yet, listen to our podcast where we break mm-hmm. down episode by episode. It's way more entertaining. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, you won't even have to watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, so you can you can pay to watch it on Amazon Prime. I think that's it. There's no free option that to watch sucks. it. That kind of It's worth it. Huh. Yeah, it's worth I mean, you could, you could watch it all in one sitting, so worth it. Uh, also with Beatrice in that, in that show. I yeah, Beatrice. I was thinking about her this whole episode. Were you? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice of you, I guess. I love I love the name Beatrice. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Good plugs. Brendan. Oh, you're welcome. Brendan, what are you plugging? <laughs> I'll put the same. Listen to that. It's spooky season. If you haven't seen it or if you have, check it out. It's a fun time to listen up and feel. Uh, make yourself a nice little uh, fall drink. Have a pumpkin spice latte or have a little hot toddy. And listen up. Listen, listen to us. Uh, you can also listen to the Happy Boys where we talk about booze things we recently had mel got served another another five-timer she's a two-timer she yeah. we were talking about it she's maybe the most decorated boys media guest uh wow a five and a two a five and a two wow it's up there yeah it's technical because you don't she count because you're a host a, of this show has she what well, has she been on um sandy boys yet but the, the triple i don't the know triple crown? maybe she has I have. Oh. I also have her on Blitzball Boys, too. Uh, I hate to interrupt, but I've been on all three. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, the oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So there's, there's some. Oh, you've probably been on, on Hoppy Boys a lot, too. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, you're a host of the <laughs> Over the Garden Pod, so you don't count. What? <laughs> it's the host rule. <laughs> Sorry. You rule. So Mel's wow. top dog until she gets another, until she hosts her own show on Voice Media. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Listen to uh, Sandy Maybe Boys don't. on uh, patreon.com slash the happy boys pod. You can get. Don't listen to them. Oh my God. <laughs> you can get the whole show for three bucks a month. I thought this was a feminine pod. Hobby Boys. Lonely Boys. <laughs> oh no. Sandy <laughs> Boys. Okay, get, get, get out of here quick before <laughs> they were found out. Hop She Boys. <laughs> the Lone She Boys and the Sand She Boys. <laughs> Sounds like an Irish network now. <laughs> She boys. <laughs> Send <she> boys. <laughs> the lonely boys of Inishirin. <laughs> the Sanchi boys of Inishirin. <laughs> anyway, I uh, I tried a pumpkin spice matcha for the first time yesterday. How was that? <laughs> wow. It was good. Interesting. That's a good combo. What color was yeah. it? Still green. I don't know. It was, it was in a like cup. Brown. I don't know. It was in a cup. It's either shit brown or diarrhea green. <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was in a cup. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got for you. Sorry to leave you on the edge of your seats here. Um, and then we broke the we we broke the twins' curse. We mentioned the uh, the cruelest streak in sports. And yeah, we since did. Then it. they've won not one, not two, but three postseason games. Look at us. Are you rooting for the twins? Against the Astros, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I have I've had Texas going all the way, so I'm looking pretty good right now. They're gonna win it all. They're going to win it all. They're going to say hi. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, I saw 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 X, saw 10, whatever you want to call it. Nice. In theaters. It was good. I, I really liked it. Nice. Me and Nicole recently went to go see the, it's not really a remake, but I guess the HD version of uh, Stop Making Sense theaters last weekend. That was a lot of fun. Wow. 
Looks good. Okay, all right. They did a good job of remastering right. it. You could see a lot more than you used to be able to. I, I actually could see what the band members' faces looked like because 1983 didn't have right, the best well, cameras. Right. So that's kind of cool. Of course, of course. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we will break down Season 5, Episode 3, The Jewel of Denial, I believe is what it was called. And uh, until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely Lonely Shibos. Bye, guys.